What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne. This is the King of Kings. The King of Content and the Speaker of Truth, yours truly, the Notorious One, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the Prognosticator Coach Adamas, also known as the C God Allah in the building. And we already have another one. We have our man, Michelle Cochiavelli in the building. We got too many nicknames. And we got a great show. This is the Blue Chip Mindset, where we get our money on our mind. Mind on our money and money on our mind. All right. Yeah, something like that, man. Today, we're talking about why 80% of Americans will choose to be poor. Unbelievable. In the next generation here, we're going to bring up the data, the facts, the statistics, the moon stars and the quasars, all of that stuff to prove that 80% of Americans will choose to be poor. Oh, man, this is going to be a reprehensible thing. Yes. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. And this is going to be a lot of celebration and doom and gloom report will be up first. And we got a great show. And we're also, we got a, we got a great episode. Uh, we're still going to talk about that effery out here. Okay. We got a man, a black man. It's going to be a black man. You know what I mean? Like, brothers, I'll be trying to help y'all out. You're too tough on us, coach. You know, I hear that a lot. <laughs> I hear that a lot. And you know what I got to say to that, man? Listen, I'm trying to help y'all ninjas. You know what I mean? You're just too tough on us. Everybody says that. You know what I mean? I'll be coaching kids. Oh, you're too tough. And then they still, where, where are you going other than where, where you at in front of me? I gave you the opportunity. Family be saying that you're just too tough. All right. And then just be saying that you're just too tough. And then I say, okay. All right. I step back and I say, okay, where are you going? All right. Where are you going without me? Thanos style. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. People are capital S O. WFT soft. <laughs> All right. All right. Or capital S O F T soft. Yes, man. Soft as hell, man. I step back and I say, okay, take it from here then. And they be just wallowing in a, in a sea of misery, just a coasting along. And then, you know what I, you know what I find as well? You know, this is reprehensible. This is why I find people um, to be reprehensible. Yes. Human beings. You guys got to know, man, I'm not that favorable towards human beings. See, I can be one and hate it. You know, I can be one and hate you. <laughs> By the way, this show does not promote hate or harm. Like, just because I am one doesn't mean I have to like you. And this goes for just about everything. Just because I'm a man don't mean I have to like you. Just because I'm black don't mean I have to like you. Just because I'm a human don't mean I have to like you. <laughs> you can have self-hate and still it makes sense. But a lot of people are soft as hell. And you know what I find reprehensible about the whole thing? On the low, they be still trying to take from you and then be trying to ask you. They, Yeah, my mama human, right? Like, right, Demetrius? Your mama's a human. Yeah, she is. Hey, here's the thing. As much as they be hating on you, they be still trying to take and pat your pockets down. You know what I mean? They still be asking for favors, help, money. They be trying to steal money through the courts. You're like, listen. Look, we could do this cordially or we can get into some gangster shit. Look, I'm, you're not going to steal my money. I'm just letting you know. I ain't going to let you do that. 
If you do, you're going to work hell along for it, but or you're not going to force me to donate it or you're not going to ask me for help on the slide. Let me tell you something. You either with me or against me. <laughs> There's no in between. And this goes for everybody. I'm like, look, I'm trying to help. By the way, by the way, this show does not promote hate or harm of anybody. I just don't like people. So don't mean I hate you. <laughs> I'm very good. You either with me or against me. There's no in between. And this is another reason why I always say, guys, the struggle didn't choose you. You chose the struggle. The low, hey, look, the struggle didn't choose you. You chose the struggle. Everybody, no one believes me on this one. Now, yes, are there hoops and hurdles I got to jump through? Everybody's got to jump through, yes. But the poor have been made into slaves. And that's basically what we're going to have here. We're going to show you that as well. I know this is going to be one of those shows. Hey, listen, this is going to be a reality check. And the only way I can do it, I, can't, I cannot discount double check. I got to slap you across the neck. I mean, that's all I can do. It. I can't be nice about this. And I can't say, you know what? You can do it. Wake up. You know what I mean? 830 in the morning. Start your day off slow. Start your day off scrolling Instagram. Do nothing. Don't exercise. Don't stretch. Eat about three pounds of bacon. All right. Uh, don't go to a job. Actually show up to your job. Steal about five hours of their time. They pay you for eight. You do three. Take long extended lunch breaks, smoke cigarettes and vapes. You know what I mean? Then afterwards, go to happy hour, eat all of that raggedy ass food because it's cheap. Don't have any aspirations. Drink alcohol the rest of the night. Fornicate with people off Tinder. And guess what? You'll win in life. You can win as long as you keep your head to the sky. You can win. <laughs> You know what? You know, just live normie life. As a matter of fact, out of the 12 waking hours that you are awake, yes, you're going to be going to sleep at about one o'clock. Out of the 12 waking hours productively that you'll have, you'll spend eight scrolling on Instagram. <laughs> be optimistic. You know what I mean? Just do that every day. Just compound it, compound it. Just do absolutely nothing the rest of your days, and you can win. You can win. As long as you keep your head to the sky, you can win. You can win. You can manifest it. Manifest riches. Wait for the money tree to pop up in your backyard. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Indeed. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something, man. We're going to win today. And these are the topics scrolling across the bottom. The doom and gloom report coming up first. Yes, a black man gets played by a fat white woman. Yes, he does. Played like a fool. Played like a game of chess. Played like his name is Hasbro. Yes, this Hasbro got played by a fat white woman. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I know you enjoy that little bit of a, you know, big thunder thighs and legs and food pie. And hey, everybody, go, everybody clapping them. I get it. But don't get played by one. And some of you guys are you're aiming low and hitting rather than aiming high and missing. And what you'll do is you'll aim low and you'll say, I'll go to the safe zone, a plain Jane, fat white woman. And then she play you like a fiddle. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to see the evidence of it. This ninja out here just losing in life. He's lost his way because he selected someone who's a mastodon and he, he becomes a mastodon himself. 
And he's like, oh, she'll never cheat on me. Yes, she will. Mm-hmm. All right, look, do me a favor. Hit the like button and to contribute to today's show, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. All right, Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the live chat. The top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel because this is the realest show on YouTube. New, 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 new world they don't want you to super chat over here. Anybody that got super chats, they ain't the realest show on YouTube. Come on, man. YouTube's like, yes, go ahead. We'll support you. All right, but they over here looking at me. They like this ninja. No, we got to stop him because he's got a little Coachellini in his blood. This dude is on the takeover spirit. <laughs> this dude, they like this dude trying to run for president. Yes, I am. Uh-huh. I already told you what my victory speech going to be. Hey, Albert Wesker, on the Super Chat, you can Super Chat on the Notorious CGA channel, and none of this is income. This actually goes to the uh, to the overall baby mama terrorist fund because children are a terrible thing to waste. And so thus, this is not income. I don't have a job and I lost my business during COVID and all of my investments in the FTX scandal. This was just reprehensible. And the Bitcoin crash prior to that, it's been a bad, it's been a bad CGA year financially, but I'm still going to tell you about yourself. Mm. Yeah, the coup d'etat is on point. <laughs> all right, here we go right here. It was a bad, it was a bad eight months. It was a bad eight months. And I lost all my firearms in a boating accident. I mean, how much it's, it's just got bad for me the last two years. Yeah, man. The boating accident. You know what I mean? It's been bad. All right, but <laughs> all right. So anyway, Albert Wesker says born poor is a is by chance. Staying poor is by choice. Everybody listen up. Being born poor is by chance. He had no control of that, but staying poor is by choice. And whose choice is that? And that's you. And shout out to MC Hamster. He says, stay poor by acting rich. Stay rich by acting poor. And there's something to that. A lot of people do uh, have an idea by looking poor, not overrepresenting yourself. You know, people always say, well, rich people don't wear their jewelry. And I actually debunked that last week. That's not actually true. If you actually see what these wives are wearing on their left hand ring finger, probably worth more than your income that you make per year at your forklift job. So rich people do wear their wealth. They just wear it differently, a little bit more inconspicuous. Okay, so anyway, is inconspicuously a word? Because I'll just use it. El Gino says, Shout out to Coach and the Coach Gang. Quick update. Dinner was a success with my gordita. My gordita yesterday. He says, now I'm at my job with ham and eggs that she made. Shout out to the gorditas man out here. All right. Shout out to Johnny Quid. He says, shout out to the, from the UK, bruv, Coach for Prime Minister, man. Yes. And listen. Me being a leader in one of these countries could be a possibility. We do have another female leader stepping down because the job got too hard. You know what I mean? Like, what in the world is going on, ladies? Ladies, what's going on? One day we'll rule the world and we'll make choices. They get on the job five days later. They'd be like, I quit. (laughs) We're going to show you that. Blue Baggins says just a little something, something for the morning shift. Coach, gang in the building for life. Daniel McGee, what's up, coach? Just got my cow. Oh, wait. He said, just got my cow, two hogs, 
and a deer back from the butcher shop. Mm. He says, I'm set for the year. You ready for some barbecue? Yes, you it's are. Barbecue in there. Wow. Yeah, that's brother Star. Man, that is one of my dreams, by the way. My dream is to buy a side of beef and no, not from Omaha Steaks. <laughs> All right, shout out to Omaha Steaks. And if you want to sponsor, I, I might have a positive thing to say about you, but I want a real side of beef. You know what I mean? A whole side. I want to go right to the butcher, pick that slab out. Last one on right there. A real one. Yeah, the swine, I'm not too big, big on the swine, but listen, I want... I want to know a hunter and going out and get it, going to get the buffalo, going to get the elk, going to get the deer, going to get the beef. I want to side it, pack that freezer up full of meat. Pause. Anyway, yeah, it's going to be barbecue season out here with Daniel McGee. My man got barbecue. It's barbecue in there. All right. What do we got? We got, oh, we got Lavelle. He says, stop. BRB. Bring squishy, squishy, squashy. All right, shout out to the Nat. Oh, that was you yesterday wanting them big booty girls, man. Woo. All right, shout out to my man D Browning. He says, Jasmine Rice, inflation price, blue chip mindset. We are here. Shout out to Verna. I only have one thing to, to say, CGA for president. Indeed, we do it like that around here. I'll save America. I'll save America. I'll do it. I can get y'all back on the right track, but let me tell you, you're not going to like me. All right, you're not gonna like me. Kirby says blue chip mindset day. We only gonna kick the facts, and I'm not gonna BS you. Nest egg 304 free agency in full effect. Protect your meat. It's getting out wild out here. And we got a man that's got swindled by one of his sugar babies. We're gonna we're gonna show you share you this story. By the way, Blue Baggins says just a something, just something for the morning grift. And I haven't grifted in a long time. But I might have to. Let me do this right here. We got, uh, 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 yeah, never do that if you're a podcaster. Uh, we got, uh, El Jefe says Klaus Schwab said whoever masters AI will be the master of the world. He says, you know what that means. New, 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 we are now competing order. with robots. CGA for life, guys. This is going to be one of the reasons why you choose to stay poor because you're not paying attention. SD, no government name. I say that I see that Jerry Jones still has that woman suing him so that she can say that she's his daughter. Do non-disclosure agreements mean anything? Not to women, guys. Look, nope. Women do not care about contracts. They will tear them up right in front of your face and keep it moving. He says, How do people get all the benefits from signing them and then still talk about it without having to give back the benefits they receive? Let me tell you something. We talked about this yesterday, and I tweeted about this. When it comes to women, when they violate any agreement or they manipulate, which this young woman's doing, um, the mother signed away her rights to the money, and the mother did sign a non-disclosure. I'm not sure if the young lady did, so that's one thing. But when, when women manipulate, it is seen as a need for survival. Thus, the manipulation doesn't seem illegal. Because there's always a case to be made. Well, this sucks. And he had a, because then they'll say, it sucks. It wasn't her fault. It was Jermaine's fault. He had the child out of wedlock. The money was owed to the child, not the mother. But nobody would have said that. They would have said opposite if this case wouldn't be because he, they would have said he owed the mother child support. But now in this case, they flip it and they said, well, it was actually her money. The mother did 
was wrong for signing her rights away, right? You see how they flip it? And at the end of it, the woman has to survive, which then people give women a pass. Oh, well, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a matter of life and death. So the manipulation and the violation of the contract doesn't matter. Women manipulate. When survival's on the line, nobody cares. They'll give them a pass. Now, when men manipulate, we never really manipulate for survival. It's normally to get over on women from their perspective. It's usually to take something that they would have normally had to pay for. It's kind of like stealing. So when we manipulate, there's always a law or a consequence that we have to pay. We have to either pay money or pay with our freedom. You see what I mean? It's never for survival purposes. It's rarely a case that a man can say, I manipulated purely for survival instincts. You know what I mean? So this woman can say, hey, I got, I got screwed in this deal by my mother and Jerry Jones, and they're still trying to deny it. Plus, I cannot go forward. Plus, it's not fair because the rest of his children are wealthy and I am not. Thus, survival is the underlining thing. When it's survival, when women have to survive, all bets are off. They'll, they'll get away with it. All right, I'm giving you guys the honest to God truth just so you guys know. And there's no arguing this down. Women's goal is to survive purely. That They have a selfish need to survive. Thus, they'll do anything to survive, and they many times will get away with it. All right, so it is what it is. There's Always remember that. Macaroni Tony, I knew Coach wasn't black because he didn't appear on the Celebrating Black Content Creators section of YouTube. It's okay. I'm not black either anymore. Yes, I'm just, listen, listen. You know what I mean? There has to be a benefit for me to keep claiming this shit. You know what I mean? But speaking of black, <laughs> somebody said they don't deserve a pass. Yeah. I mean, I don't think so. Speak, speaking of black, can I show y'all this? And I'm going to do the rest of the PayPal. Let me show y'all this. Let's go to black college basketball. <laughs> right. Actually coached in a black college basketball league and seeing something like this. It's probably not out of, the, out of the realm of possibility, but I wouldn't know. Fair use. Apparently, apparently during a black college, what is this? What schools are these? This looks like Alabama A&M. And let me who the other team might be. So he's I can't see. Oh, Savannah State. Oh, no, Mississippi Valley State. So this is the swag. This is the swaggity swag. By the way. Mississippi Valley State Arena didn't look like this when we played there. They were in the little hot box. So they're out in the Delta, back where the blues was being popularized back in the day. All right, so let me tell you what happened here. Let me set it up. There's a cheerleader right here. There's a cheerleader. Now, as you can see, there's free throw being made, and obviously after a made free throw, the man's got to step out of bounds, and every man is coached to step outside of this free throw lane to inbound the ball. You see, this is the lane line right here. This is the free throw line. This is the free throw lane line. All players are told to be on the outside of this lane line to inbound because if they're on the inside and they just so happen to have to throw a cross-court pass or long, they'll hit the backboard. Now, this woman's standing in the way. She's, she's clearly on the floor. There's the dotted line she's supposed to be behind, but she's doing something that she shouldn't be. So let's, let's play the film. Kind of made his prison field in the paint tonight and terracotta nails both free throws okay so as you can see there's a slight bit of contact being made she's gonna do her thing because her team mississippi valley has made the free throw and as he's inbounding the ball as you can see
he has to adjust his position because she's standing there. Now, the game is why everybody's in the building, just so we know this. Now, she slightly contacts him by doing a kickback here, move here, and he adjusts his position for this straggle-daggle. Now, if they were full-court pressing, this would be a problem because he can run this free he can run this uh he can run this line this is called running the baseline if they were pressing he can literally run up and down this baseline on a mid basket on a made basket so she's in the way she's in the way all right let me see here she's in the way of the game all right so everybody both free throws. there she is she gets slight contact and her wee flies here we go layup up and no good now, they're coming back from a return trip in transition. As you can see, she's still in the way. She's still in the way. There she is. Now, she's targeting somebody. She's walking on the court. Wait a minute. So there's a dead ball. There she is there. Now, watch this. Look, look, look. What? Oh, my. Bruh. <laughs> she confronts the man who she kicked. While she was on the floor, and there is the referee. She walks on the court during the freaking game. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. Oh, the humanity. And she's giving him, she's point black women. This is black women. I'm going to tell y'all right now. I don't know what earth y'all live on. <laughs> what earth? What are you guys doing? This, who trained Nobody's here to see you. Look at the guy. He's like, what? <laughs> and there's a scuffle. Now, the rest of the scuffle, you can't see. Uh, there's a, Look, look, they had to restrain the woman. Security's kicking her out. They're like, what, what are you doing? And she's like, what? With her bottom lip po poking out. She's like, what? What? He kicked me. Did you see it? He kicked me. <laughs> You see, he kicked me. He kicked me. And he, she's trying to describe what happens. The male cheerleaders are like this, bitch. <laughs> like, like this. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. And he said, somebody said, he said something slick to me. Un, this is one of the most unbelievable sport, sports clips I have ever seen. I have never seen no stupid shit like this. I have never seen anything like this. Look at everybody behind her. <laughs> they look like, what? Look at this dude behind her, mouth wide open. Guys, let me tell you something. Nobody has done no shit like this. And by the way, I would fold this sister up right here. They're going to say she has to go. Kick out. Look, is she mad? She probably still cussing. Look at her. She's still playing the victim, still running her lip. She's still running her mouth as if she doesn't, she's not in the wrong. Look, they laughing at her. This is unbelievable. Only in black college sport. Shout out to the announcers who are announcing the game here. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> black folks, we need to get our ship together. This is an NCAA Division I basketball. This is the equivalent of an Alabama cheerleader walking on the floor to kick one of the basketball players on the number one rating men's basketball team, Alabama. I'm sorry. 
who raising these women? They're out of control, bro. They're, listen, I don't want to hear it. Women are out of control. They're, everything revolves around them. I always tell them they watch football games, and I'm sure when the men are huddling up, they're like, they're talking about me. I bet you they're talking about women. This is unbelievable. You think he smashed her on the road? Oh, that does happen. Let me tell you, that happens quite a bit. All right, let me say uh, some PayPal love, and then we'll get back to the show there. Man, <laughs> we got to get our people together. Uh, not, well, sorry. You got to get y'all's people together. Them, your people. Them, your people. Them, your sisters. Y'all be trying to glorify. But, Coach, them, yo, you need them, them, them black woman. All right, no. Man, this is bad. It's getting bad out there, and I wish you guys well. I mean, what's next? A, a person coming out of the stand? No government name. You are correct. An ex told me about her anxiety and her head med use after our first date. I ignored it. Worst mistake of my life. Her problems became my problems. And of course, they became my fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's And he said, fault. avoid them until after they've resolved whatever personal issues they need to fix. And I'm telling you, ladies, this right now, and a lot of women don't get it until 15 years later. It's the same as a real man would take care of another man's child. So there's a still women thinking that shit, and it's been there about 15 years behind. Obviously, that's not happening. Another thing that's gonna uh, bite you in the butt is claiming to be depressed, anxious, and stressed. Now, listen, if you are, you are. If you want to be weak, be weak. If you want to just be a lazy son of a be a lazy son of a, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but bitch. that diagnosis or these self-diagnoses are going to come back to haunt you. What you don't know is these things are being documented. And because you don't have any direction and you're running in the spirit and rebuking uh, everybody, these documented things are going to come back to haunt you. Mm. Every single time they don't get it. And then eventually you're going to find out, well, why am I still single? Well, you have a documented history of being a head case. Yes. And you claimed it just to get out of your little situation. But here you go with a documented piece of shit, right? Piece of paper, just so you didn't have to work or be held accountable. Now you got yourself documented as a psycho. Yes. Good luck in the future. Good luck in the future. <laughs> Listen, who wants to do shit like that? You're going to, yeah, you're going to be on the crazy checklist. Oh, well, there he goes right there. You have a documented proof. And yes, it's going to affect your job. It's going to come up. It's going to affect it's going to affect your kids, raising your kids, future custody cases, potentially your passport. I'm telling you, you guys don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. And I'm I'm telling you, hold these people accountable. As soon as they say they got all of this shit, start taking their rights away. OK, well. It's so sad. It's kind of like when your kid, you know, a lot of people will put their kid on ADHD or um, they'll put their kid on something where. They have to get the, the school has to give them an IEP, right? Which is a something educational program, something. So your your kid is kind of like in special ed, but kind of in the mainstream. But once you put your kid on the IEP, once you get your put, put your kid on the IEP, you almost doom the kid's future. I mean, nine times out of ten, you doom them. <laughs> like you forever just pigeonhole they ass right. Because the IEP follows them forever, right? As soon as they graduate from high school, in order to go to college, IEP is going to get pulled. But you wanted to go cheat the system. 
You wanted to go cheat the government and get a little bit of money for putting kids in special ed. It's gonna, he said, Coach, I had an IEP. Some people will do fine. Many of them will not because it's gonna lead you into a future of what? It's gonna lead you down. Look, it's gonna lead you down a future, it, it directs your path into poorness. I'm letting you know, guys, most people don't over overcome. Every now and then you'll have somebody like Gary V. Oh, I had ADHD. Well, I can tell. But it redirects your path. Somebody says it helps in certain situations. So does everything. So does carrying a firearm. But it helps you do what? <laughs> it helps you do what? Get extra time on tests. What you have to do is shake that. You have to shake that because your parents put you there. Now, you'll get extra time to take the SAT. When you get to college, your first year or two, you'll get extra time. All right? And then you want to shake that shit. You want to shake it. If you really have a special ed need, you have a really special ed need, right? But if you don't and your parents put you over there, they redirected your path. They chose where you're going. Mostly for a selfish reason. Mostly for a selfish reason. Shout out to Moose Hefner. He says, when you rewrite, rewrite the Bible, also rewrite the 10 toes up commandments. Indeed. Oh, yes, there is a 10 toes up commandment. Ladies, there is. What are we doing here? Terrence B's telling y'all the God honest truth about this. He says, my mother got paid for never, uh, but never saw the money. So he, this is the guy that said the mother threw him in special ed, developed an IEP. And the mother, you guys, you guys know they get kickbacks for this shit. You guys know, you guys don't know, do you? You guys don't know, do you? You guys don't know. These parents are selling you out right now. They get kickbacks. They can go apply for state this and grants and all kind of shit for throwing your ass in special ed. They get free money, especially in the big cities, New York, the blue cities, the blue states. They get kickbacks. Your parents is getting money. The school gets money. Everybody benefits from throwing your ass in there. And then guess what? When the teacher says, you know, I think he could benefit from special ed. Check. It's kind of like child support. Paycheck time. I'm rich. Dude, your mother has been, your mother's, American mothers. I don't say this because I don't like women. America, American mothers have been selling their kids out for a long time. And somebody has to call this shit out. Yep. Yeah, somebody has to call it out. They've been selling you down the river since you were born. Yep. And then you're dependent on tax returns until they're 30 because this kid somehow not able to adjust. Not only did they sell you out, they medicated you. What they've done to this place of America, which we call America, is why 80% of Americans will choose to be poor. Shout out to Sizzo. The books I am currently having on that I currently have are Crushing It, 48 Laws of Power, and The Free Agent Lifestyle, Soon, the angry man standard and the blue chip mindset. Much love, CGA. Take me out the with the we must stay focused. Where it is? Where is it? Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must we took you stay focused. Okay, I'm going to do two more. Then we're going to get back to the show. All right, but I want to kick this knowledge to you so you can be aware that none of this stuff is by happenstance. Most people are doing this because they choose to be poor. Okay. What do we got here? Shout out to Percy. Got laid off last month and became militant. 
got a higher paying job yesterday. Now I can do some shuffling too. All right, we definitely going to do some shuffling today. All right, thank you, sir. Uh, congratulations on level up, level up. And then we got our man, Rusted Junk. What did you got to say, brother? Did you say something about cars? I bet you you did. He says, morning, CGA. I was on Facebook, Kevin Samuels page. I was on a Facebook, Kevin Samuels page, and someone made a post about straggle daggles. I responded that there's a dude on the page that will still cape for them with the Mighty Mouse animation on it. I got a warning from Facebook. Wow. A lot of these Kevin Samuels followers are nothing but hope strategists, peace sitting down in their feelings, mangina simps, and the black men that are on the free agent lifestyle are and always will be the true remnant. And he says the high council. Shout out to you, a sad man. Yes, I, I did say this, that shout out to Kevin, but he brought in a group of hope strategists. That was his biggest, that was his biggest uh, impact that he made to the red pill space. He brought a bunch of fake red pill guys in here. Now, I don't want to tell who's real or who's fake, but he, the majority of the men that he brought in are kowtowing, eggshell walking, weak men. All right, the majority of the men, the majority of the men that he brought in, I'm talking about 60, 70% of them. They wasn't on no Kevin Samuels mission. They were on, and, and here's the indicator. Immediately when I heard them say, protect this man at all costs, when they start saying shit like that, we need to do it. Kevin Samuels will save us. I was like, I wasn't saying it because him, because I'm not going to save you. Nobody's coming to save you. But they were treating him as like he was Martin Luther King. I was like, oh, my Lord. I was like, dude, if if y'all was waiting on Kevin Samuels to save y'all, I don't know what the, what the hell's wrong with you. <laughs> I ain't going to save you either because I'm putting everybody into prison. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Everybody going down when I get to the top. I'm a Stanley snap and half of y'all gone, but I'm just letting you know. Rest in peace to Kevin. He was well intent, but of course, he had no control over this. I'm not blaming him. He had no control. But as he began to rise, he brought hope strategists into the building. And he capitalized on them by saying, I want to marry up Generation Xers for no other reason than to prove that he sided with marriage kind of as a protection model against his philosophies, right? He had to marry old people to show Kevin. Kevin actually promoted marriages, useless marriages, but that's neither here nor there. All right. Who the hell's marrying up two time divorcees and saving the community as a result? Let's marry up these two old jackasses right here that in both of these people have failed miserably in relationships. And wow, he he supported marriage. No, 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 no. The way you change marriage is you get young people married. <laughs> All right. Old people getting married is pointless. Stuff he don't promote marriage, <laughs> but he was smart doing that. Like I said, I'm not criticizing Kevin. He had to do what he had to do. But who wants to wait until some 50 year old Gen X dude and some 48 year old Gen X woman get married? Look, look, look! They're getting married in the name of Kevin Samuels. And what? And who? Who are these people? <laughs> All right, like, come on, man. Like, what? They both been divorced and married up five times combined. At a total combined weight of five divorces, here's these two jackasses. Let them jump the broom. Mm. <laughs> what? Jump the broom with some old-ass people. Seriously, what? These old-ass people, man, please. Before they hit the nursing home, let's get married. <laughs> mm. Rest in peace to Kevin, man. 
I miss Kevin. I do, man. He he's he's much needed in this space. I'll be something like looking at these people like, wait a minute. Who are you? Man, put these people in the backyard. They had a hotel getting married. Backyard wedding. Backyard wedding. Backyard. Put about five seats out in the table. Get get your nana to make the granny, the, the macaroni and the, the potato salad. Throw some barbecue on there on the grill. Backyard There's wedding. Barbecue in there. Backyard. <laughs> All right, let me get into the doom and gloom report. Already, we off the rails. All right, what are we doing here? We got a mess going on here in America. Why you indeed will choose to be poor. Okay. This wedding sponsored by Metamucil. All right, here we go. We got the January inflation rate coming in higher than expected. Well, I don't think that's a coincidence. New, 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 new world order. All right, and so it says right here, consumer prices rose. 0.5% 0.5% in January and 6.4% annually, according to the Labor Department Consumer Price Index released Tuesday. Yes, you better be watching, man. A jump in inflation, which could encourage the Federal Reserve to further raise interest rates. Well, I don't know if you guys know, but that's not good news. See, what they were doing is the last what? Over the last eight months, the Federal Reserve has been raising the interest rates in order to curve back inflation. And they've been doing it aggressively, and then they slowly, slowly have been saying, we're going to be less aggressive, but we're still going to raise the rates. And as a result, things like purchasing homes, automobiles have become damn near impossible to the point where if you purchase something now, it is actually dumb. As a matter of fact, Jeff Bezos and the likes said, don't purchase anything. It just doesn't make financial sense. Now, if you want to do it for a personal reason, go ahead and do so, right? Like you just want to have a home. You know what I mean? Go ahead and do it. But purchasing it as a need is probably not going to be the smartest decision. And I say probably. It just depends on where you live. But it says right here, core inflation, which excludes volatile food and energy prices, came in at 0.4% on a month-to-month basis and 5.6% annually. Annual inflation continues to decline, though, from its high, but that was in the high from June, which was a 40-year high. So they're saying it's declining, but it's declining from the the 40-year high. Still, the pace um, of monthly price growth accelerated in January from December, which prices rose 0.1%. Food prices rose 0.5%, all right, 0.5%. This is what we're doing here. You know what I mean? And I was the first one to actually talk about eggs. And um, people were like, what do you talk about? What what eggs? And then guess what? Hit the news. The mainstream start talking about eggs. Remember I said that during the stream? I was like, man, eggs are expensive. Everybody's like, what are you talking about? Eggs are only $3.99 in Tupelo. But here we go right here. Housing costs rose. Housing costs rose. Making up for the bulk of the increase. All right. And so what we got right here is the Fed's going to be playing this game of we're going to help slow down the market. We're going to help bring down inflation by raising the rates. But as a result of them raising the rates over the last few months, what this shows is what they anticipated happening and what really happening is two different things. They thought the rates would be lower. And as you can see on the headline here from the new, the news media, I almost said something else. It comes in higher than expected. These people, these people are saying that they're going to do this. And as a result, this is going to be the effect 
is not happening. Now, things take time. This whole thing with the Fed raising the rates in order to curb inflation, obviously it takes time. It's not an overnight thing. This could take two years. But what this does mean is even with these aggressive moves that they're making, prices are still getting high, and this is going to put strain on the middle class and below. This is also going to make things less affordable to the point of, and I'm going to show you this headline. I'm going to show you this headline. This is why we say people will be poor. Let me show you this headline. It's actually going to be out of order. Check this out. These are the type of things that you start to see. These are the type of things that you start to see, and these should be warnings to people. And, and the whole show is why you'll be poor is because you're waiting for people to solve the problem for you. And then they give you advice, and then you follow it, right? You're being uh, less aggressive. You're not making adjustments in your own personal life. You continue to bring on dead weight. Here's a, this, I don't know if this is a real headline, but I put it up here. Wall Street Journal. To save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. Let me Now, listen. Now, listen, you know, there could be something to be said here if you guys are into the uh, thing of what, what do they call it when you skip breakfast? Ah, I can't. It just slipped my mind. I was going to talk about it. Um, inter not interval, <laughs> whatever it is here. What is, I can't even think of the name. It's slipping my mind. But, 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 because the next thing they're going to do, yeah, intermittent fasting, intermittent fasting. So everybody's going to be saying, well, to save money, you got to intermittent fast. Now, this is the type of shit that I'm talking about right here. This is why you'll be poor in the next generation. This is why you'll be poor. It's because these people are... Next headline is going to be crickets don't taste that bad. Mm. Ah, crickets are all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? What about lunch now? Well, and this is why you don't depend on government, right? This is why people become poor because they're depending on government. Oh, they'll solve the problem. No, they won't. After they solve the problem, there are going to be a lot more rich people and a lot more bro poor people. Mm. You see this headline here. You see this. This is a direct result of what's been happening here, not the last two years, literally the last 10 to 25 years. Generations. This thing is broken down in generations. So there you go. Doom and gloom right there. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> We're progressing further and further to what people, specifically conspiracy theorists, thinks that you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Speaking of owning nothing, I don't own anything. A lot of people still don't understand that message. Okay, now, Greg Adams doesn't own anything, but that doesn't mean there's no ownership of things via Greg Adams. Everybody get it. So there's been this dude talking about buy land. He's, he's talking about shit that I've talked about. And it kind of gets annoying because he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. He thinks for some reason having a home and having that as your sole investment is the thing. I just don't follow that. Now, doesn't mean I don't own homes. Doesn't mean I don't own anything. But personally, I own nothing. And I will, you will never see me claim I own anything. Okay, so listen. I personally own nothing. And that's the way I do it. Okay, so I will never get up here talking about I own, I own, I own. I don't even have a job, but if there's some things that I own, I don't own it in my name. You see what I mean? This is a difference between how you let the government control you or you control the government. People don't get it. You guys are you guys don't get it. And you're trying to argue with me over shit. It, I own nothing. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. 
I also don't own an electric vehicle. I don't think I'll ever own an electric vehicle. And one of the reasons why is potentially this. You know, guys know my opinion on electric vehicles. I'm a little bit skittish. I'm a little bit bull bearish <laughs> on electric vehicles. And every time I get the chance, I will show you. And here's one of the reasons why as well. Because nobody really thought this through. Somewhere in the middle of New Orleans, Houston, Texas, they had an electrical vehicle push. And they said, you know what we'll do? In the middle of this goddamn swamp, We'll put electric vehicle uh, pumps. You can charge your car right here. Okay. That makes sense. But they knew this place was a swamp. You know what I mean? Because it was part of the lands of the Louisiana Purchase, which are basically swamp lands or frozen tundra lands, wastelands, if you will, or flyover states, or as we call middle America. These areas were so shitty that Napoleon himself dumped it in the lap of Thomas Jefferson, and we took it. And by the way, it was a smart take because it opened us up to the West. And that was the only reason we took it. <laughs> we don't have to go to war with France. All right, we'll take it. $15 million, all right? $15 million to take this swamp land, a.k.a. useless land. Now, here's the thing. Everybody knows this is swamp land and wasteland. Why would you put... Why would you put these EV charging stations in this swamp? Now, this isn't a swamp because when the water recedes and the tide is low and the lake is calm, I'm sure this is dry land. But for some reason, electricity and water do not mix. I think I'm smarter than that. But the people who put it there knew that and they did it by design. There's no coincidences out here. They did that shit by design. <laughs> And they said, yeah, the government said, here we go. And they hit you with this shiny look. We got 20 charge stations. Yeah, but what about when it rains? Now, here's my question. If I have an EV and only an EV and, I, and it rains and the swamp comes into the EV station, can I charge my car? Nope. Looks like I'm going nowhere. If they tell me during the hurricane, I got to leave, but then I show up and it's raining and the swamp charge stations look like this, can I get <laughs> Can I get out of Dodge? Nope. I don't think I can get out of Dodge. Think about the people in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. They started skedaddling everywhere. They spread out into the entire South. They went to Dallas, St. Louis. They went everywhere. There's still people that have been, you know, disenfranchised and moved around because of Hurricane Katrina. Now, if you got an EV and they're like, uh, go to Dallas. Are you going to Dallas? Yeah, Atlanta, are, are you going to Dallas? <laughs> you ain't going nowhere, Ninja. You better have you a backup vehicle that has Petro and keep it on full all times. Because I just don't see me getting out of the car and saying, I think I'll take my chances. Elect electricity and water, it's a good mix. Mm. He said they already were playing it. Yeah, this, this is, dude, guys, these are no coincidences, but you normies. Yeah, it's going to take you five days going up and down. By the way, the charging station is going to be absolutely reprehensible. Yeah, it's going to be. Oh, the humanity. All right. Enough about this doom and gloom. We do have one more report right here. Apparently, we've been told, I remember in high school, they would say women, women in politics make sense. There should be more female leaders. And then the shit, you know, everything would be great. 
And we also seen the prime minister of, of the United Kingdom, I believe, Great Britain or whatever. Shout out to everybody over there. She resigned after a couple of days. She got a lifetime pension, $140,000 a year for the rest of her life after doing less than a couple of weeks of work. You had the, a woman in Finland out there snorting coke and grinding on people. Then you had another politician, I believe it was in, um, I think, New Zealand, stepped down. Now we got another one, Scotland. What are they going on? Scotland's first minister, Nicola Sturgeon, says she will resign after more than eight years of leadership in the Scottish government. Now, I don't know what part of the leadership she was in, but it sounds like she's cadaddling. She says politics is brutal, so I quit. I'm going to quit my job. Why? Why are you going to quit your job? Bruh, I quit. <laughs> She's like, I quit. Yeah, Italy has, has a badass chica. Shout out to the Italian. I don't know what her job is. Is it a prime minister? She be kicking ass. And I'll give due to Germany. I'll give due to Germany's prime new, minister. New, 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 new world order. She seems to be a very, you know, she seems to be in the Mar Margaret Thatcher spirit. The Iron Lady. These women are some, you know what I mean? Ball busters. All right, but some of them be soft as Charmin out here, and she done quit her damn job. Man, come on. This is not the first time that's happening, but it's getting reprehensible, ladies. We need to start holding these people accountable for wasting our time and our taxpayer dollars. I'm sure she will get a pension. Uh, let me see. It's um, She was just, she was not the prime minister, but it says she was the first minister. Pardon my ignorance of Scottish uh, political organizations here. I don't know what that means. But it's important enough for her to get front page coverage here. And she quit. Mm. <laughs> All right. And she quit. And while the getting is good, you know what I mean? Get out of Dodge before the shit hits the fan. So a lot of these are strategic moves. They're like, hey, I ain't going to be here. My name is Bennett and I ain't in it. See you later. <laughs> the next person that need to quit their job. Never mind. I won't say it because we won't bring political here. Let's get to this one right here. We got two more. Uh, Rick Ross, Freeway Ricky. He's actually probably a listener of the Coach Gang. I know you rappers listen to me, and I know when I go in on rap music, you're like, man, come on, man. Stop trying to knock my hustle. But I know people are listening to me. I'm too big. All right, anyway. You know, my stuff be going viral on a daily basis. <laughs> All right, so check this out. Freeway Rick Ross says this, and I want you guys to listen to this. He said, not Freeway, I'm not Freeway Rick Ross, not, not the crack guy, not the guy that was doing cocaine. And I'm talking about the rapper, the boss, Rick Ross. Yeah, the wing king himself. I know he probably, yeah, Officer Ricky. I know he was watching me when I was talking about eating uh, Wingstop, and he probably was like, uh. He said, uh. That's what he said. But he says this. He's scared of free peace leave. I want to put this up here. Now, listen, I'm not telling you guys what to do. I'm not telling you guys what to do out here. But this is a guy that probably can get whatever he wants. And this is allegedly from his account. This is his Instagram account, is it not? He says, free coochie scare me. You don't want a little burger or something? The boss, Rosé. Now, this is what I've been telling you guys a long time. Ain't nothing free. 
Anytime a woman comes up to you and gives you free shit, there's something attached to it, like an evil spirit, trauma, other men's DNA. We talked about friends with benefits yesterday, assault charges. This ninja, like, the girl want to just jump in my bed for nothing? I'll jump in. I'll get in. Put your salami in me. What do I have to do? Nothing. Just do it. Just get in. There's STIs. There's pregnancies. There's uh, baby traps. Baby daddy drama. There's all kind of bullshit. Somebody said troll. And who knows? This, it looks like a troll account. However, free coochie scare me. He says, where's the S there, coat? Uh, freeway. Ain't no such thing as free. And men are figuring this shit out, especially men who are up there. He says, you don't want a little burger or something? I'm like, look, no, 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 no. Slow down, ma'am. Slow down. And you should all be cautious of free. Yeah, false alligators, demon time. Uh, th these women are coming in the spirit of Satan. I can't blame them. Like I told you guys, once you get above a certain level, free sex means absolutely zero. It costs is going to cost you way more. Free sex costs you way more. I always tell them, I'm like, why do these football players don't pay? All right. And you're like, oh man, that's tricking. I was like, it's not tricking if you got it. Like for real, I, I, I know that doesn't make sense and it makes sense. But free sex is way too, it's way too risky. Way too risky. I'm like, just pay these bras off. Like the dude, like um, Trey Songs. How much, how many times have you heard a woman come out with a claim against Trey Songs? And almost every time it's some free sex shit of him cold approaching some girl, some little uh, goofy ass woman. He like, that's an easy target. Why? Like, why would you do that? I, I, I don't understand it. At that level, if I'm at that level, I would never walk up to no girl. I would never walk up to her. Like, never. Like, it would be never. <laughs> like, it would be like, no, the girl would be there. Hi, hi, uh, Trey Songs. I'm here for you. I just want to be with you. Can I get into VIP? Nope. Absolutely not. Everybody in here is on payroll and has a non-disclosure agreement and they don't have their cell phone. But you want to come in and being like, oh, um, no, I want to come in and give you something for free and entertain and drink up all your alcohol. And no, I'm going to keep my phone. And no, I'm not signing anything. Go kick her out. It's too easy. I mean, you're just a high value target. I would never I would have every woman that I mess with on payroll. And I know people don't understand this. Uh, Christian Ronaldo has the same deal in agreement. I know uh, they that he said he was going to get married just to play for that Saudi team or whatever was going to happen. Ronaldo has his girl on payroll. And all of his kids, except for one, are through surrogate. He ain't giving up nothing. He ain't giving up no leverage to that shit. That shit got no leverage. He like, look, you want to be my girl? Cool. NDA, cohabitation agreement. You on pay list, you getting a W-2 or a 1099, you on the damn payroll. Now, people would be like, that's dumb for him to do it, dude. That's the cheapest way he's, that's the cheapest way going. And he still got claims against him. He still got claims. Dude, it's cheaper to pay her 100 k a month than to deal with these straggle daggles out here. I'm telling you, bro, when you got it, you got it. By the way, what's Ronaldo's net worth so we can put it in respect perspective? Now, I know all of the forklift drivers are like, this is crazy tricking. No, 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 no. He worth $490 million. Holy shit. He worth 490 
And y'all talking about he tricking off 100, 100K? Hold up. This dude worth a half a billion dollars and growing. The Saudis about to pay his ass off. Let me see what his girlfriend looks like. Dude, $100,000 million, $100, is jack shit to this dude. It's a lot to that girl. Hold on for a second. Ronaldo, Ronaldo girlfriend. Let me see what her girlfriend is. To me, it's smart. To me, it's smart. I know. The dudes don't get this. I know. This could be an argument. That's smart. Hold on for a second. Jesus. He said, get some water because it's going to be thirsty. I'm going to be thirsty. Let me pull her ass up right here. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. <laughs> close to 1.2 billion. Oh, he's, it's close to 1.2 billion in lifetime contracts. This dude, a billionaire. You think 100K? You think 100K a month is anything to that guy? That's a, that's a, that's a good-ass deal. And he probably, you know what I mean? I don't know, man. Is he, does he have a little sugar in his tank? I don't know. That's a good-ass deal. Is he showing his teeth? Yeah, he is. Let's get him. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. He is showing his teeth. Oh, did he put a baby in her? Uh-oh, you trouble. You in trouble. I don't know if that's his baby. She a good-looking Spanish-looking girl. What is she, Portuguese? I don't know. She's Spanish or something. She Latino. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, the baby died. He married. Oh, they miscarried the baby. She miscarried the baby. Okay, so he got caught slipping and fate intervened. Sadly enough. Sorry for the lost child there. But don't get mad at me. Y'all be early terminating babies left and right. Y'all early terminate 3000 babies a year and y'all don't say nothing. So I don't want to hear you judging me about my saying fate intervened. Why don't you intervene at Planned Parenthood? Yes, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, he did catch a grape case. You know what I mean? I'm just, It's what it is. All right, last one, and then we'll take a break and catch up on the Super Chats. A teacher red pills his classroom. We got a red pill teacher here. Hold your hats. I don't know if this is a skit, but we'll go ahead and play it because we play skits too. There's always contacts and skits. All right, so... It seems a little planned and organized, but here's the teacher. Man, look at high school, man. Look at high school. You remember sitting in these classrooms like prisons. Yikes, man. I could not go back to high school. Uh, here he is right here. Let's go ahead and listen to him. Talk about this Valentine's Day, and I don't care. These flowers don't care. Stuffed animals don't care. Relationships do not care. Did you know that 7% of high school relationships lead to marriage? And that 50% of marriages end in divorce. Oh my. So what are you doing, you guys, with these stupid high school relationships? Here's what happens. You start dating in high school. You focus all your energy on this other person. And as a result, you start to ignore the relationships that really do matter. And you start to lose friends. And then eventually, you get dumped. And you try to get your favorite hoodie back. And you can't get it. Oh, and good luck trying to get that hoodie and the blowfish CD back. Okay? Oh and that's why I created... A Valentine's Day breakup vocab list for you guys today. Let's refocus our energy on the vocab bowl and win this thing. Oh, man, my man, my man. Somebody hurt this man. Somebody hurt him. Did somebody hurt him? Hold up. Somebody hurt him. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Hey, you got to give him. You got to give him credit. You got to give him credit. The guy actually is trying to give him up some knowledge and he's using statistics. Hafiz is rolling over in his grave right now. Wait, he's not in his grave. Well, he is. He's married. So 
Hafiz is going nuts, calling him a nihilist. But he said 7% of high school sweethearts match uh, end up getting married, 50% divorce rate. What the hell are we talking about? Get to this vocabulary list. All right. Shout out to the red pill teacher here. Who thinks it's fair or foul? Should the teachers be red pilling their students and giving them to? I, I look at it and say, these are the things we should be teaching kids. Like we should be teaching them these things about what the realities are of relationships and marriage to prepare them. So if you take the risk, you took the risk. You got to think, man, I think it's fair. I think it's absolutely fair. Um, he actually hit them right between the eyes. I don't know if this is real, but why is this person watching? Um, watching a, he's this person watching Glenn Close and Michael Douglas movie. What the hell are they? What kid is watching Glenn? What is the movie called? Can't remember what the movie called. I can't remember shit like that name. This person's watching Glenn Close and Michael Douglas. And when she was cooking the bunny rabbit move, this is what they're doing in school. He remembered basic. No, it wasn't basic instinct. Basic instinct was with Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone, fatal attraction. That's what it was. This person's watching fatal attraction. What the what? Mm. <laughs> in, in high school. Let's hear it one more time. It's not the stock because it's Valentine's Day, and I don't care. These flowers don't care. Stuffed animals don't care. Relationships do not care. Did you know that 7% of high school relationships lead to marriage? And that 50% of marriages end in divorce? Oh my. So what are you doing? <laughs> the person said, oh my. Oh my. Yeah, that's a hard statistic to beat. Y'all ain't ever beating that statistic. You guys, with these stupid high school relationships. Here's what happens. You start dating in high school. You focus all your energy on this other person. And as a result... You start Look at the sister and the Puerto Rican chick with the big hoop earrings right here. They sitting there like, what? Future single mother sitting right here. All right, let me stay. Let me keep going. Or the relationships that really do matter. And you start to lose friends. And then eventually. Look at the Puerto Rican chick. She like, she like this. She's like, wait, hold up. Oh, the humanity. Guess I'll be sleeping with my college professors then. What, what other choice do I have? Only fans? What am I supposed to do with this information? And then eventually. You get dumped, and you try to get your favorite hoodie back, and you can't get it. Oh, and good luck trying to get that hoodie and the blowfish CD back. Oh, yeah, somebody definitely heard him. He's talking about getting this hoodie and the blowfish CD back. Yeah, somebody got him. Okay, and that's why I... The Puerto Rican chick is like looking at the sister. You know, everybody gets their commands from black women. Whatever they do, that's how everybody else reacts. So the sister's like, what do I do? What do I say? All right, here we go. And that's why I created a Valentine's Day breakup vocab list for you guys today let's refocus our energy on the vocab bowl. Hey, this is this is fair he wants them to do vocab he at least tied it into a lesson he tied of uh, uh john d rockefeller's rolling over in his grave we're gonna talk about that later on man so i give the i give the red pill teacher a epic epic win epic win yeah the women are like him a misogynist him a misogynist him hate women like why do women say you hate women if you don't support marriage like how did that have to what does that have to do with women <laughs> right i know you were involved in it but why does that mean the person hates a woman wellsy drum and blue chip mindset one of your best dreams of the week appreciate what you do thank you sir rex is in the building rex g blue chip wednesday suggest everybody look into the new metaverse glasses out now please post it he says it has grown past 
just meta. A lot of opportunities out here. Coach Gang for life, guys. You guys better get. I know, I know the metaverse thing didn't work out for Facebook, but what you don't know is that doesn't mean it's not going to work out for the next people who get on board. Facebook, as we talked about yesterday, when you come up with an idea or the other day, you come up with an idea, people are going to watch you and then they'll watch what works and what doesn't work. And that only helps them, the next person, innovate the idea, recreate it, recreate it slightly, make a tweak, and they become successful. Same thing with Red Pill Space, content creation. The mistakes that people made in the past, the new people can just come in, miss those mistakes because we made them, right? We didn't get, we lost monetization. We said stuff, we played clips, we got uh, copyright strikes. Well, the new content creators come in and say, we just won't do that. I'll self-censor, I'll say this, I'll work around that, and they become the they they become popular and make more money than you did. So don't hate that they came in and make more money. Hate that you were a little bit ahead of your time. Facebook was ahead of their time with the metaverse and everybody saw it, them lose a lot of money, but that doesn't mean the metaverse idea is dead. It's going to get better. All right. They're going to be somebody that tweaks it, innovates it, and they're going to do it better than Facebook. Right. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Shout out to uh, Darts. Darts. He says, greeting from Bulgaria, CGA. And I've had fun with some Bulgarian cheeks. So greetings to you. Dave G. School gets extra money for every kid in special ed, IEP. And parents, mostly single mothers, will get an SSI check. But y'all don't know that. This is why we're here. This is why we're here to tell you guys. When your mother put you in special ed, she got an extra check. Yes, she did. Who didn't know that? Raise your hand. We're out here telling everybody about themselves today. Oh, and they pissed off, man. Lawar Moore. And she spent that money. And no, let me tell you something. It wasn't a lot of money. It might have been as, as low as $188. But that was extra money that she was willing to, to receive in order to torpedo your future. Yes. Yeah, she torpedoed your future for a $188 check. <laughs> and some of y'all special, so you deserve to be in there on the short bus and then the classrooms in the basement. Yes, you did. Riding the little bus. And you never knew that money existed. Yeah, man. Some of y'all actually crazy. Y'all back there, down there taking classrooms all the way back by the furnace. You know, the big-ass furnace that fires up and heats up the whole school in the Midwest? That's where your classes were. <laughs> Doing worksheets and diddle sheets all day long crossword puzzles all day yep right by the cafeteria the boiler room ass classroom as boiler room cafeteria where you smell the bread being cooked in the basement ass kit that was your ass where they let you out 15 minutes early so you didn't get trampled in the hallway by the mainstream student ass kids yes <laughs> anyway your, in the west coast yeah your class was in a trailer all right your class was in a trailer. Your class was in a class like you never had classes in that building. When you were a mainstream student, you would go over there. You would look. You're like, what class is over there? I see kids coming out of there. And the cool kids would come out. The kids that went and smoked weed on the lunch break up the hill. Those kids would come out of those class. What class is that? You'd be like, mm. <laughs> you never had a class in that building. You were like, I wonder. That building was just kind of just there. Anyway, let me stop. Let me stop, man. Shout out to all of them. <laughs> all of us. 
in the special ed programs, Lawar Moore. Where was this red pill teacher when I was in grade school? LOL, I definitely could have used him. He would have saved a lot of our lives. He would have. You know what I mean? All their class on the West Coast, their classes is all out, always outside. You in there learning, doing arithmetic, solving problems, you you taking notes, and they class is always outside. It was like, hey, uh, teacher, why does Mr. Jones get to let their kids out? Why are they outside learning? We're inside in the classroom. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Mr. Jones only has six people in his class. I have 35. <laughs> yeah. right. Yo, the mainstream class got 35 students. She trying to, one teacher trying to teach all the y'all ninjas and you ain't, you getting special ed teaching yourself. They out there running down the halls like the breakfast, breakfast club. You're like, what is this shit? <laughs> All right, anyway, hey, by the way, there's pretty much very little difference between what you got as a mainstream student and what the special ed kids have. So we can diss them having clothes, having classes by the damn furnace. All right, but you mainstream students, you guys got shitty education yourself. So we ain't going to just diss them. We're going to diss all of us. If you wasn't in AP, if you wasn't in AP, and by the way, your mother and your parents put you in mainstream classes. Do we want to get real? <laughs> All right, because I don't got a lot of super chats. I'm going to get real with you. Your mother put you in there. Who remembers going to high school? Let me, let me ask you all something. Who remembers going to high school? Now, who remembers their parents being there registering you for class? Most of you guys, if you think back, your parent was not there registering you for class. They told you to go up there, go up there to the school and get your schedule. Go up to the school and get your schedule. And you went up there. You don't even remember. You just walked up there. They said be there by 1.30, going up there and get your schedule. And your ass walked up there, <laughs> picked your schedule up. There it is right there. English 1, Math 1A. And you just picked your shit up. You was like, yeah, anyway, you folded that shit up, put it in your pocket. And then you went back home. You didn't ask no questions. You took your yearbook photo. Psh, they gave you your ID, your ID and you skedaddled. Now, at that point, you, you were set up for failure. You were tracked. You were tracked in a certain direction. And the public school indoctrination camp and tracked you in that a direction. At that point, you were tracked. Now, if people don't understand this, you came from middle school. Before you went to from middle school to high school, you took several exams. That you never care about. You took several exams. You didn't care about the shit. You just took the exam. Now, from that exam and your grades, they put you on a certain track. Some of you guys went on an industrial track, right? Especially as older people, you went on an industrial track. You had wood shop, auto shop, food, home economics, crafting. Uh, 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 you had the, what are they? The claymation, ceramics. Then you had math, remedial math one, remedial math two. And then they were like, uh, are these college placements classes? Yeah, they're college placement. <laughs> you ain't got no college placement class. You're going straight to junior college. If you're lucky. Now, if your parents weren't involved, they let that shit happen. They let it slip right through their fingers. Also, your mother can go to work and your father can be at the forklift. And from that date, yep, drafting, um, 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 the drafting class. 
where they had you doing like, you know, kind of like engineer blueprinting. They called it something, mechanical drawing. And it qualified for match, math, HVAC. Yeah, he said straight to AutoZone. You're going straight to AutoZone, Ninja. Now, we need people like that. But here's the thing. You were, um, you were, you were funneled in that direction, which most of the time you didn't figure out until probably about maybe last year of your junior year, last semester of your junior year, or going into your senior year. And what you found out was all of the, these classes you took for the last three years or three and a half years, up to four years, all of these classes qualify for none of the top universities. You ain't going nowhere. You're going nowhere. You ain't going there. You ain't qualifying. Matter of fact, you probably got shitty grades to begin with from these classes, from these classes, because all of the remedial and mainstream people were in that class. You had special ed kids that would come to those classes. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't going to no top university. Now you got to go Cal California State, which is okay. But now you've just, but that started your freshman year. That started your freshman year. It, it, and your parents were absent in this process, set you up for failure. Now, suburban schools, they do not play that shit. Parents do not play that shit. 80% of the parents is up at that school. 80% of the parents are up at that school on registration. They take their kids, walk them there. They know the counselor's name. And if that schedule comes out, and there's no AP, two AP classes freshman year, three AP classes sophomore year, four AP classes junior year, five AP classes senior. If there's none of that on it, they go right to the office. Right there. They go right to the No, no. My, no. Absolutely not. I refuse to have this schedule. Nope, this is not happening. We're going to make some changes to this shit. Right there. From day one, they are not having it because their kids got to go up. It's a competition. You have the Asian kid. You didn't get to wait. I'm sorry. Wait, what? Math one? Oh, no. My kid is in calculus. I got the receipts, and I went and took my kid to Kumon tutoring. Oh, hell no. This is the wrong schedule. Math one eight? I don't think so. My kid is in algebra two. Right there. And they'll send their kids to summer school right there before they go to school. And some of these kids take school classes at junior colleges. Eighth grade, ninth grade, just so they can get in calculus, pre-calculus on sophomore year. And they taking freaking, they ain't having it. They ain't having it. Because you. what you don't know is, and I'm giving you guys math for dummies. Yeah, you in math one with the rest of the dummies. What they what you don't know is this is what kickstarts you when you go to college. And the parents know that if you have advanced placement and you took the test after you would get advanced placement and you had honors, but specifically advanced placement, you get college credit going into college. Now, people are going to say this is all useless and all this shit. It's useless because your dumb ass was in remedial classes junior year. Yeah, college is dumb at that point, but these people are a blue chip. These people are pushing their kids. And yes, these kids are like, my parents are pushing me too hard. But when they go to college, those AP classes count for college credit. Y'all didn't know this. And some of y'all didn't know that until your senior year in high school. Some of y'all didn't know that until you had kids. What? And then when they go to college, they already got like 24. They got like 18 credit college credits 
before they show up freshman year. 18 credits. That means that's almost a whole year of college before they step foot on college. Before they step foot, they got free college education and they could jump right to sophomore year. And then they graduate in three years, be out 21, making 180K. And we want to talk about how the system is set up against us and how it could be, it could be, when you draw it up, it is down racial lines. However, however, this shit is happening because parents are unaware. And this is why people will be poor is because they think the government is out to help them. You think the government is, oh, they'll take care of it. No, they just go, no, no. This is why you'll be poor. Indeed. And as the system starts you, your parents were the first ones to ignore this um, stuff right here. Or you let your kid talk you out of it. Hey, when your kid talks you out of it, you say, hey, that's your future then. Because the kids don't understand. The kids are like, I don't want AP classes. I don't want honor classes. But I'm like, if you, and you're trying to explain to them, and they don't want to do it. Okay. Mm. <laughs> hey, your future is your future. And if you have kids like that, if you have kids like that, that are already, that's, that's the spirit of rebellion. That's the spirit of rebellion. You say, listen, your life is going to be your life then. Don't come asking me for answers when you try, when you when you want the answers. I'll tell you exactly what happened to you. All right, but most of the time, as I said, the truck the struggle doesn't choose you. You choose the struggle. The struggle doesn't choose you. You chose the struggle, and your parents and you talked yourself out of potential easy path or an easier path where you had to do the work up front, and they talked you into the dumb path. Or they let you do the dumb path and then talking about the government and institutional racism and all this bullshit. You either pay up front or you pay on the back end. And paying up front is sometimes you got to struggle through making your challenging yourself, challenging yourself. Sometimes as a parent, you have to invest in your kids up front. Get them private tutoring. Make them do extra classes. When they're in high school, make them take a, a junior college class. For math, instant college credit. However, you guys don't want to do this shit. And I saw a little person, another person say, uh, laughing my ass off at Kumon. Sad, you know, and he's a supporter, but it's sad that people take that opinion. And they're like, it's useless. It's a waste of time. If it was a waste of time, I wouldn't see no Asian people in it. Mm. Shout out to Asian people, but I'm going to say it again. I wouldn't see no Indians or Asian people in it. They would not be doing it. Huh? But the fact that they're there could be an indicator that it might help just a little bit. But you know who says she like that? Americans, blacks, poor white people. And, and I look at it and I go, okay, you keep setting yourself back. This is why I say in the next generation, because it's going to take 25 years for us to figure out why everybody's poor is because we don't understand we don't understand the power of now by itself it might not be the end all be all but it's just a step ahead and everybody every time you take a step ahead you get ahead every time you stay stationary you fall behind every time you take a backward step you fall behind big time you know it's sad but you can't stay stationary you can't be like, oh, that's a waste. Oh, that's dumb. It doesn't matter. Oh, it matters. It matters. I keep seeing Indian, like Eastern Indian, a bunch of Asians in there. I see them in there. 
And it's a stepping stone because what it does is it steps you to the next level because, yes, it becomes useless at some point and easy and repetitive. Then you go, is there another program that I can get into now that this doesn't work for me now? I've graduated from it. The habits, I've already had the habits from it now because I, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story and I'm going to get back onto it. I knew a, I was taking my kids to Kumon. Then I knew a client of mine. I bumped into her into a parking lot, Asian woman, young Asian girl. The girl was 13 and looked eight, <laughs> right? And I was like, oh, you going to Kumon? She was like, no, we're going upstairs. I was like, what's upstairs? What's upstairs? She was like, this program teaches you how to do math word problems. As I said, people laugh at stupid, uh, that they, they laugh at the entry level stuff. But you don't see there's a graduation. So let me get this straight. The girl then graduated. She's like, we used to go to that, but now we are upstairs doing math word problems. Now, let me tell you all something. You can't do word problems right now. If it if you had if you saved your life to save your life, you couldn't do a word problem. You could you could you couldn't even save your life doing a word problem. But what happens is you start here. You start here, then you graduate up, then you find something more challenging. But let me tell you, if you don't start, that's where you made the mistake. If you don't start, you don't make the mistake. That's where you make the mistake because you'll say, oh, that's so dumb. They're just doing worksheets. So your kids never go. And then by eighth grade, they start saying, I want to start learning how that person learned. Well, unfortunately, that Asian girl has been when she's been in kindergarten and she worked her way up, she's way ahead of you. Way ahead of you. Light years. And then y'all start saying dumb things like Asians are good at math. No. <laughs> they're not. I mean, listen, they're not on face. It's because they've already done the steps. But y'all won't even do the entry level. Y'all won't even do the entry level. Y'all laugh at it. Oh, it's dumb. You stupid. It's a waste of time. You know what it is? It costs money, so you're talking yourself out of it, but you never started, and now look at your dumb ass now. Look at where you at now. This is why I tell you, 80% Americans will choose to be poor because you laugh at the little shit and act like it doesn't matter. What? That's so dumb. Look at your ass now. Mm. Letting you know, man, you get behind early. I know people want to think, no, 25-year-old people, 30-year-old, I'm preaching now, just so you know. You be like, 30-year-old people don't have to rush and get their life decisions. You're so stupid. Like, you're that's so dumb. Like, set yourself up for failure better than that. Some of the stupidest shit I ever heard. Do people get ahead in the fifth grade? They're already speeding past you in fifth grade. Mostly because your parents were lazy sacks of shit and didn't invest in you. Yes, didn't even start you on baby's coupon steps. Oh, it's so dumb. Oh, it's a waste of money. You don't need it. Now your kid dropped out of high school. Because they don't have the discipline. It's just a disciplinary step. It's like Taekwondo. Oh, that's so dumb. Who cares about their little black belts? It's discipline. It's honor, respect, repetitive commitment that's where it is it doesn't make you smarter it disciplines you you guys are dumb you guys don't get it 
and your kids are already behind the blue chip mindset students. They're already behind and they ain't catching up anytime soon. They're not. You know why? Because you guys, your mindset is that why start? It doesn't make a difference. See, this is why 80% of Americans will choose to be poor. You're choosing it. You're choosing it. I don't know what to tell you. People think it's like, oh, you're going to be better at the SAT. No, it's discipline. It's commitment. It's repetitive. Oh, by the way, you know, in Ch uh, Chinese people in America go to six days of school. Did you guys know that? They don't look at the bigger picture. Look, Chinese students, many, not all, they go to Chinese school on Saturdays. Mm -mm. Are y'all ready for this? See, y'all not ready to do the little shit because you think it doesn't matter, but oh, it does. Look, on Saturdays, they go to school again. Now, add it up. Add this shit up. Do, do they have a better life? I don't know. Do we think they're ahead or smarter? Yes, we do. Now, add it up incrementally over 12 years, one extra day of school per week, one extra day of discipline. Look at where Americans are. Look at where they are. Oh, I don't matter. I tell you, man. Why 80% of Americans will choose to be poor. When you choose to say things don't matter, guess what? Every day, it, it, it doesn't matter for one day, but over 30 days or 52 days, it matters. Then you repeat it every year. Then it matters. It starts mattering. Then uh, going to the gym one day a workout, it don't matter. Go there 52 days. Does it matter then? Absolutely. Okay, but here we go. We, we guys, uh, you know, this is why we're doing this. I'm doing this to help you. I'm not doing this to funnel you anywhere. But let me tell you, you guys are behind already in the fifth grade. Trust me, you are. And for people that come constantly be telling me we're putting too much pressure on young people to figure out their lives, you Americans that don't have your life figured out by 25, Ninja, I can't even tell you how behind you are. What are you waiting for, 30? And let me tell you, I'm going to tell you this. You're behind because of primarily because of one reason and one reason only your parents. Your parents coddled you, enabled you. They sold you out to the government a long time ago. They broke up your family. They fought over you. Child support. If your family has any of that legacy, they set you back almost to the point where you'll never catch up. Never. You're never catching up. The only way you'll catch up is if you find a way to make some, you know, you become a big YouTuber, right? You know what I mean? Like you, you find a way out of that path and you become the excellent C student guy that owns the company. That's the only way you're catching up. People like you can catch up statistically. You can't. statistically you can't some people will catch up and for people that are telling me you can't catch up if you don't have the discipline you're never catching up if you're choosing to be part of the struggle you're never catching up if you're trying to wait on the government to help you you're never catching up yes i'm giving you that tough love but to people that say you can't catch up you sound like people who are raised who, who are single mothers 
who raised kids and that one kid goes to Harvard. And you say, see, coach, you can't catch up. See, this single mother raised a kid and the kid went to Harvard. Let's look at the rest of the single mothers and put that person in the picture and you'll find out that that person had a rare opportunity. That person was the rare. Most of you guys sitting here right now because your parents were lazy or in a bad economic shape and they pigeonholed you into failure. Now, what I will tell you is you better get your mindset quickly changed. And if you think like your parents, you're going to be exactly what they look like in 25 years. Wherever they are, that's where you'll be or worse. Period. Point blank. <laughs> All right. So you better look at your parents as a cautionary tale and do exactly the opposite of almost everything they did. Or you'll be the 80% of Americans who will choose to be poor today. And by the way, your parents leached off of everybody to get where they are right now, which is not impressive, but you know what's coming. They're about to leech off of your ass when they become useless producers in our society and it's coming around the corner and they don't know it. Oh, yeah, because that job and their little careers and their little job at Walmart and that little monkey job that they do typing in data entry for the last 30 years, that ain't going to be here. And so how are they going to make money? Who are they going to leech off of next? That's you. Yes, they're coming. And that's they're you. coming back to you. And they're going to leech off of you. That's how you're going to be poor in the future. Absolutely. What are we doing? Y'all better wake up. Yep, that little human resource job that they hung their whole life and reputation on, that shit ain't going to be there in about five years. They coming back to you. And that's you. Because they're parasites. <laughs> and they've been leeching off the system for long enough. And they'll have no one else to leech off of but you. And that's you. Let's get to it, man. Hey, look, sorry. For jumping ahead here but something got me speaking here it's the holy spirit 80 percent of people are going to be in this badass shape right now and let me tell you one more thing i know i'm on a roll here i don't want to hear shit about families used to live with each other three generations or four generations of families used to be together in one house you know what we also used to do we used to also grow our own food we used to also have 15 babies we used to also have a structural discipline what are we talking about? We also used to live by doing bomb shelter drills. That might be coming back. Don't tell me people used to pile up in one house and live in poverty together. And you're just going to live on some sort of, oh, we could, we could go back to that. This America now. Yeah, they talking about peasants used to, peasants used to live up on top of each other. Two bedrooms and 15 people in the house. Poor people used to do that. Talk about, give me a break. <laughs> I was listening to somebody that was in another country. Oh man, we take care of our old people. Yeah, and look at where you live at. Look at look at the look at everything. Stop for a minute and look at everything. Look at everything around you. Stop for one freaking second and look at your surroundings. And look at the mindset you have and look at exactly what you're gonna get. What the dude, what are we talking about? <laughs> 
my gosh. I'm like, yo, look, okay, if y'all want to keep everybody being poor forever, fine. Fine. Your conditions are deplorable. Nobody would even pay to live where you live. Talking about what we used to do. Hey, look, man, God says take care of your family. But if your family ain't taking care of you, sometimes you ain't got to take care of them. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> All right, Lawora Moore, shout out to you. TRM says schools don't even teach cursive writing anymore. They took that out. Why? Because, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, it actually doesn't matter anymore because we're doing computers. However, if you think about it, we've dumbed down our system. Other countries have kept their system going, and we wonder why we're behind. The reality is once we lower these things and allow the government to change up, the, we don't teach Common Core now. You know, you're letting the government go, and shout out to the government. You do what you do, but they're very inefficient at what they do. Normally, they're doing things, as um, our boy uh, John D. Rockefeller said, we're not training people to be educated. We're training them to be workers. They don't care really about how educated you are. Some people will take advantage of the education and make it work. However, in America, we just go through the motions. And eventually, you'll be a part of the working class. We all are. And I've broken that down before. It is what it is. Some people can't read cursive. But what cursive does teach you is how to discipline yourself, change it, cursive, putting curses on yourself, somewhat witchcraftery, if you will. But there are some people that are going to train themselves to do this. And trust me, there's a class of people who will learn it anyway. They'll learn it anyway. You'll say, I don't have to learn it, so I don't have to do it. All right, Ken Rose says, sending your kids to public school, period. He says, already puts them at a severe disadvantage. It already did. And people don't understand that because somebody's going to come in here. Well, public schools are, just, I mean, private schools are just that bad. I always hear this shit. And I'm just like, <sighs> private schools have problems too. What we're telling you is, and I want people to get this through your thick skull. Having problems does not mean it's not a better solution. Having problems doesn't mean that the solution isn't better than the previous problem. We just talked about this. See, here we go. We just had somebody said it. They're not that much better, though. This, this is what shoots you in the foot. See, this is what you say. It's not, we're not telling you a perfect solution. It is a known fact. It is a known fact that that gives you an advantage right off the rip. It's hard for people that the normies, the normies show up all the time and we have to get you. What is the trade-off? We don't say one is bad and one is good. What's the trade-off? There's always pros and cons. Private school kids are kind of weird. Yes, they do drugs at private school. We're not saying that. But public school is training you specifically to fail and work. Private schools are training you for something else and what you don't know. When you get to the selection process of graduation, moving on to choices afterwards, many of the options come to the private schools first. People don't know this. And there's a reason why they come to the private school first. 
though jobs come to the private school first. The recruiters come to the private school first. They also, the people who are selecting for colleges, come to the private school first. They come there sophomore year and got your name written down right here. They got your name written down. The next step, you're already getting a step up before the public school. Public school, you're one of 3,000 students. The private school, you're one of 1,000. Maybe they come there first. The opportunities show up there first. I'm just telling you, does it mean you're going to be successful? No. Guess who goes to the public school first? Minnesota Jew just said it. The military recruiters. Interesting. The military, uh, the military recruiters somehow skip the private schools and they go straight to the public schools. Is this, is this a coincidence? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? At private school, the parents are more likely to be entrepreneurs and they're imputing entrepreneur mindset to their kids. You, your parents, flips burgers for a living and is not involved in your any goddamn thing. The advantages start early. Your school has the police department showing up, working security part-time. The private school has a private uh, security office working for them. What we are going to tell you, a lot of time, a lot of time, we have to understand this. When we give you an alternative, it is not perfect. But it's probably damn sure better than the thing that you're choosing to go. Ah, who cares? Every year you set yourself back. Why Americans will be poor, choose to be poor in the next generation. Because they keep saying stu stupid shit like this. Well, private school ain't that much better. Kumon is a waste of time. You keep saying shit like this. And every year, people get, get become poorer and poorer and poorer and poorer. Well, you can't lead a horse to the water trough and make it drink. But you can sure make dumb decisions repetitively and become poorer and wonder why you become poorer. I don't get it. But an investment in yourself is always better. An investment in yourself is always better even if it fails. Even if it fails. But when you invest zero, guess what you're going to get? You're definitely going to fail nine times out of ten. Because you can make the investment. And then ultimately, once you make the investment, you'll learn something. You'll make a mistake. And then you can adjust and then invest in yourself. But when you choose to invest zero as an alternative, do not claim that you made a better choice. You cannot claim that you made a better choice. Well, I don't want to do that dumb tutoring program. Okay. How is that better when you did zero? <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know, man. It's it's I, I'm actually trying to help people. But you are killing yourself at the start, which a.k.a. The struggle doesn't choose you. You choose the struggle every single time. Do not blame anybody else for the position you're in in life because you chose it. All right. Anyway, and does it work for everybody? No. By the way, somebody just said this. 
can uh let me let me go to Henry Resilient. They arrest parents if they put their kids in a school. If you don't live in the district, they put private investigators on you and everything. I know people who have done that. I know people whose parents they lived in. By the way, talk about public school. How good is it when you can't even select the school you go to? How good is that? The only way you can select it is by paying more rent or mortgage. You have to be in a higher tax bracket. If you're in a lower tax bracket, you roll in the dice. And in this situation, if you do say, hey, I want to I want my kid to have a chance, but you don't live in the district, you send your kid to a school in another district. They'll put a private investigator on you. They'll follow you around. They'll follow your kids off the bus. I know a parent that had that. They 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 were living in a bad area. They sent their kid to the good school and a private investigator followed them. A former police officer followed their kid off the bus, followed that parent picking their kid up from school. You're telling me you're telling me that, 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 that that's freedom. What? Anyway, y'all don't know what's going on out here. I see. Shout out to the blue pill patriarch. We we, we jam today. Um, I want to answer this one. He says, wait a minute, coach Sean. He says these private school babies can't deal with life outside of privilege life. Sometimes you need public school experience to get you street smarts. I, I don't agree with the idea that you don't need street smarts. Um, street smarts are great. And if you have a good balance of street smarts and, you know, uh, smarts and understanding how it is up front, um, in the privileged life, you're going to win a lot out here. One thing we have to understand is they can't they can't deal with life outside of privilege, but this is why they have gated communities. This is why they are always not living around you. They don't have to live street life because they're privileged. That's why they move out into the hills, the suburbs, and they isolate themselves from who? 80% of people. So yes, they can't. They may not be able to deal with life outside of privileged life, and they make sure they don't have to live around you, and they insulate themselves from dealing with street life. I get what you're saying, but this is why they, this is why they leave street life, right? They don't, they don't, they don't want to be around you trying to deal with street life. You understand what I'm saying? So I get what you're saying. We do need a balance. But sometimes they can find a way to work hard enough to not have to deal with real life. And real life to you and real life to them are two different things. We got Blue Chip Patriarch with a co-sponsorship. Hard to accept that your mom didn't care for you. If she wasn't getting child support, she would have tossed us to our dad. He says, my girl's mom put her in a mental institute hoping for a check. Nothing wrong with her. Your show is hitting deep. Guys, I have firsthand experience of parents putting their children under the auspices of mental institutions and mental health as we speak. Some of it for a check. Some of it because the, the woman herself is mentally ill. And it's sad. Guys, I've seen moms sabotage their kids. With this mental institute, mental health check, 
ADHD special ed. I've seen so many parents throw their kids to the wolves. It is happening right now. Listen, we know we want to keep these kids from harming themselves. Odds are they're not harming themselves. They're taking the easy way out. But people are doing it for short money right now. Your kids' chances are dim of being successful. They just dimmed it by doing that. The mental health thing, the depression, anxiety, putting them on mental health, letting them drop out of school. They just sabotaged that kid. Sabotaged it. All for what? Most of it is to either play the victim or get money, get money in special ed, $180 here, government benefits there. They're doing it all day long. And these people don't care for their kids. Once the kid turns 18, that kid's going to find out. That kid's going to find out what the what. And the, the kid's no longer useful other than a tax write-off or a dependency claim on a tax return. That's the only thing the kid's useful for. Your parents did that to you. Not not. I don't know if it, your parents did it, but parents are doing that right now to their kids. And he says right here, my kids go to the school in the suburbs they are constantly picked on by their cousins, saying it's like they talk and act white. Yeah, well, anything's supposed to be done that way is going to be acting white. Guys, Americans will choose to be poor because it's a mindset. Abel returns to eating. 80% of parents are and have been no good facts. All they have been is babysitters at best. Right? He says, thank God I am childless uh, orphan monk. Indeed, W says my high school had a daycare, police, and truancy court with the judge in the basement. Coach, 100%. High school got a daycare, a police department, and a truancy court with the judge in the basement. Guys, your your public school, uh, private school is that much, not by that much better. Let me tell you something. Any school is better than that. You guys got to remember, 90% of Americans send their kids to public school. Most of them with no choice to send them as an with to an alternative school, meaning their their residency dictates the school that they go to. Now, if the parents are poor, it dictates that their kids are going to go to a poor school beyond the parents' choice because the parents chose to be in poverty many times. So, how is this better? Oh, well, public school is not private school is not that much better. In private school, you can get to choose. There could be 80 schools in your area. You get a choice. Your, your area doesn't determine the school. Right? You see the difference? That's a major difference. That's a major difference. Your area determines that school. That's it. If you go to private school, you can at least investigate all the schools and be like, okay, I like this one. I like that. One. I like what you got choice. <laughs> Come on, man. What are we doing? Soldier for God, my daughter will have free college. But um, she should have sent me, wait, she has to send me the 9-11 GI Bill housing allowance, which is about $1,500 a month every month that she's in college to cover the money I've lost to child support. Whoa. Wow. So that's interesting. So that's an agreement that you hopefully made with her. She might come to understand that, wow, this is what I have to do. 
many times, let me tell you about choice. Soldier for God, I hope your daughter follows through with this. But there is a likelihood that she will choose to not do that. Just taking it here. There's a likelihood that she'll choose to not do that simply on the basis of you have a controlling mechanism. And that mechanism is going to make her say, I'll get I'll I'll got I'll I'll go away. I'll go away from my free education in order to do that. And she'll give that up, which is an opportunity. It could be a blessing in disguise for her. She might not be aware of it and she might resent you. So just be prepared for that. Many people choose that. Lamont Morning Coffee. Shout out to you, Lamont T. Lawrence, Matt. I don't know if I can say your name. My little sister got her associates in high school. Think about it. Somebody's going to say, how did she do that? When I was in junior college, we had high school students come into college classes. Okay, we did. So we knew a lot of people got their already their associate's degree while in high school. But you guys want to party and all this shit? Yeah. I get it. Uh, let's see here. We got a whole bunch of Venmos. Man, we got a lot of Venmos. No government name SD says started writing my own fantasy fiction book. Developing my own story is 10 times more entertaining than watching a normie show. Thank you, man. Brandon, shout out to you. Salute coach and the coach gang. Just adding to the collection plate. Eddie says it's meeting free Wednesday at my job, so I should be able to watch without interruptions. Sniggle. El Jefe, coach, you should do a podcast. She should do the first podcast show by chat GPT. All right, I better look that up. No government name says I have a special needs family member that will always have to be cared for. I get offended by people giving the berserkly diagnosis to their kids who don't understand what families have to deal with. It's not a game. It's not a game. Um, you know, th those those diagnoses early on in a child's life. I mean, I get it. If the kid is way off the damn charts, you got to do what you got to do. But if the kid is marginal, why sabotage them? Most of the sabotage comes from broken home shit. One parent wants to do something to hurt the kid or to hurt the father so they hurt the kid. I swear to God, this is true. All right. Macaroni Tony, I was in those remedial classes because I learned slow by their standard, and that's okay. I eventually figured out how to win, and that's what capitalism is all about. Damn your deficiencies, use your strengths. That's where you need to go. I want people to win. You can be in remedial classes and win in life. You can overcome some of these things. Most people will not. But you got to be willing to overcome your deficiencies. According to my course, according to my course, I told you there's no deficiency that you cannot overcome, but you got to change your mindset 180 degrees. We got Eli. What's up from Jacksonville for the coffee fun? Thank you for staying on the ball, showing us and showing out. On my way with help from your wisdom, free agent lifestyle for life. Shout out to CP. Okay. Thank you, sir, for that. And I'm going to check. Uh, did I get Nunez? Mr. By the mile here. Mr. By the Mile says, do not get married until coach's marriage plan is out, is out into place. He says, a married woman I used to mess with is still down. Marriage satisfies her sexually, 
sexual strategy, not yours. Marriage satisfies her sexual strategy, not yours. Also, never commit to a long-term relationship with the woman you met while she is on birth control. Wow, he said the rent is due. What is that? Your rent's due, motherfucker. All right, do me a favor, man. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. We're going to be back in here. We need about 30 seconds for the station identification, and we're going to be back in here with this killer show no matter how long it takes. I got Rosalinda coming in. I got a business meeting, and I got to take care of my dog, but this show is way too important to miss. Stay tuned. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt, and women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now, some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? And we're back in here. We're going to jump right into the subject matter. I went, uh, let's see here. We're going to do these subjects here. I'm going to skip one because we are running behind. I skipped ahead a lot, uh, so we'll cover some ground here. Okay, we'll cover some ground. But um, have you guys ever been to, uh, like, have you ever guys went to physical therapy? You had an injury. You had a back injury. You had a car accident. You had an injury. I had an Achilles rupture, and I went to physical therapy. When you go to physical therapy, the first couple of times you go there is going to be very difficult. They're going to challenge you. They're going to challenge things, and they're going to challenge your belief in yourself. And they're going to tell you to do things that you think you're incapable of doing. You're going to be like, if I do this, it's going to hurt. If I do this, it's going to be pain. Now, the things that they're having you do are very minuscule. right? They might have you say balance on one foot. They might tell you to jump. I remember when I ruptured my Achilles, um, the physical therapist wanted me to jump, do a box jump, and jump back down. At that point, I was like, I cannot do that. I'm not willing to do that. Some people will go to physical therapy one time. They'll get challenged, and they'll stop physical therapy. They'll stop it. They'll say, man, this person's pushing me. They're going to injure me. I'm scared. But what you're feeling is the first parts of your investment to make yourself better a little bit faster so you can recover and move forward. But if you don't do the physical therapy, if you don't invest in yourself, you're going to be a scared little bitch sitting in the corner and you'll never make the process. You'll never make the progress. Or if you do, it's going to take years to do it. And what I'm hearing from people say, they're saying these things don't matter. These things don't help. They're a waste of time. That is why you'll be poor in the next generation because you don't want to invest and do the little things now they might seem inconsequential looking back. Yeah, it might seem like a waste of time or it might seem like it's a waste of money, but you're not willing to do it. You're not willing to do it. And you'll say, I'll do it without it. I'll just do it myself. And you don't do it yourself. That's the truth. That's the truth about human beings. You will not, You most people will not do it themselves. I know people who are going to put in wood floors in their house. Five years later, I come in and their damn 
crown molding and everything, they're still working on the project. And it took a little bit more time to get it done. A lot more money. Worse, you know, you messed yourself up. So never think something small is inconsequential. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. And when you look back, the person that challenged you, your investment is going to push you along the process that much faster. All right. So anyway, let's get to this. Let's get to this. We're going to use two, what married men look like. We're going to use two of these dudes right here. First of all, we got a black man that is going to get played by a monster land whale. Okay. And most of the time, here's it again. It doesn't matter, coach. He loves. What about love? Here's a guy right here who chose to be with this woman. You'll see her in a minute, but I'll describe her real quick. Here it is right here. Let's let's refresh the screen. As you can see, this dude looking like a $2 Marshawn Lynch. Next to him is a woman who looks like a busted Pillsbury biscuit can. And let's see what turns out here. How long have y'all been together? Two years. We've been married for two years. Do y'all trust each other 100%? Yes. May we test the theory? Uh, this is something stupid. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is something stupid. I'm out of here. Now, look at this guy right here. This is th Now, listen. I'm just going to describe him because I'm in the business of describing him. He's got a pot belly. He's let himself go. He probably has more hair on the back of his head than on the top. That's why he's wearing that hat. Anytime you see somebody wear a hat like that, they got more hair on the back than on the top. He's 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 a dusty. <laughs> and he probably has lived his life saying, you don't need to do this. You don't need to do that. All right, I get it. And he probably chose to be poor. He probably chose that. I can tell by the woman he chose to be with and marry. Your choice in women is an indicator. Yes, it is. Of your mindset. Mindset is everything. Look at this shit. And not only, and it gets worse. He's about to find out he's getting cheated on for his poor selection in women. Now, listen, if you want to go bang this woman out on a Tuesday because you need a nasty nut, go do what you got to do. Because he chose to be low. He chose to go to public school. He chose not to go to tutoring program. He chose, I could just do that. I could just do, I could just get a woman that nobody else wants. Well, I'm going to just get a woman that nobody else wants. I'm going to just do the bare minimum. I'm going to just survive, stand still, do nothing. No investment in myself, nothing. No taking care of my health, nothing. I'm just going to choose a fat woman, and I'm going to get fat too. And guess what happened? Well, how does it sound stupid? I already know what you do. What do I do? Huh? What do I do? Come on, Come on, baby. You don't need this. Now, look at him. He realized I should have followed the free agent lifestyle. I should have got my ass in shape. I should have invested in myself. I should have invested the money back in myself. I should have got educated. I shouldn't have let my mother, my single mother, put me in woodshop classes. Look at this niche. Look at this shit. And look at this. This woman, you can't even see her eyes. Her eyes are shut permanently here. I was gonna ask y'all to swap phones, but for her to say that she gotta be hiding something, like you know what I'm saying? Like what? Oh damn. 
And look at him now, man. Trick, look at you now. Straight jacket. And look at her wander off away, leaving him there. Why I tell you to not deal with low-hanging fruit is right here. Now, Smash is different, but this right here, you'll find out the hard way. You probably could have worked on yourself and took yourself off the market better than this shit. How long have y'all been together? Wow. Two years. We've been married for two years. They married. They're married, and Jabba the Hutt played his ass. I swear to God, boy, man. Do y'all trust each other 100%? Yes. Oh, uh, yes. May we, may we test the theory? Uh, this is something stupid. Well, how's it sound stupid? I already know what you do. I thought it was what do I do? Uh, what do I do? Come on, Jerry. This is silly. I was going to ask y'all to swap phones, but for her to say that, she got to be hiding something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, man. You 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 are you are the sum total of the five people you kick it with. You're gonna be just like them, and this woman is about three of them. Gone. How long? Wow. Sad. Sad. <laughs> sad thing here. We may come back to some other topics. Let me take that off the screen. Oh, sad existence, man. Sad existence meant, like I said, you choose your struggle. The struggle doesn't choose you. You choose your struggle. Speaking of, what do men look like who are stuck in happy marriages? Yes, I said stuck in happy marriages. Here's a man right here. This is what a This is what a simp man in a marriage looks like. This is why when I hear, well, there's marriages that survive, oftentimes, this is what the man looks like. Everybody see him on your screen. There's a guy here that's going to ask, should men get gifts during Valentine's Day? Now, because he's a simp and he doesn't have leverage, they're going to ask his wife and let's see what she says. For Valentine's Day. Absolutely. The world has changed, man. We're, it's 50-50 here, right? Meta uh, No. You got married under 100 zero, but let's continue. In fact, here she is. Should women get men something for Valentine's Day? Oh, hell to the no. No? No, no, no. Valentine's Day is an opportunity for men to show how much they love their women. <laughs> Whoops. Well, yeah, you got a progressive woman, but just hasn't progressed over to you yet. And guess what? She don't have to do shit. She's married. You can see what she looks like. And look at what you look like, sir. This is what happens when you simp. You can't get out of the contract. Should women buy men a gift for Valentine's Day? Absolutely. The world has changed, man. We're, it's 50-50 here, right? Matter of fact, here she is. Should women get men something for Valentine's Day? Oh, hell to the no. Yeah, look, look, look at how you look. Oh, the humanity. No. Look at how married man look. This is how y'all be looking at home. <laughs> this is how y'all looking. Because you can't set her straight. You can't check her. You can't hold masculine frame. Nothing. You just done. You can't walk away. You can't walk away. She got all the benefits. 
She gets all the rewards. You got to do nothing. You get nothing, sir. And she just told you straight up, you get nothing. Look at them. Guys, well, there's still some successful marriages. Hafiz. Hafiz, what you looking like? And that's you. There's some people happy marriages. Yeah, on paper. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. Valentine's Day is an opportunity for men to show how much they love their women. What? are you, Man, look at this body. Body by hostess. Body by uh, Gogurt. Body by Gogurt. If she didn't have them pants and that bra on, that body would be all mushed into one. You wouldn't be able to tell what the torso is or what the mid-area pelvic is. All of it will be combined into one. Her body is held together by a sheath of Gogurt. Mm. <laughs> right? Come on. My goodness. Like, all the humanity. She melted, the, her body is melted into one, like the nipples in her belly button meat for lunch. And this dude right here bought it at the highest price, and now he's stuck. Oh, hell to the no. <laughs> Look at her face. Is this a woman you face you would love every day waking up next to? <laughs> like, you wake up every day. Oh, hell, dude, can you tell she has no respect for him? Should women buy men a gift for Valentine's Day? Absolutely. The world has changed, man. We're, it's 50-50 here, right? Matter of fact, here she is. Should women get men something for Valentine's Day? Oh, hell to the no. No? No, no, no. Valentine's Day is an opportunity for men to show how much they love their women. You know what she sounds like? I'm going to show you. Yeah, she sounds like that. You know who she also looks like? She does look like she works with the human resource department here at the Ghost Greg Adams uh, channel here. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Dude, there's not much difference between this herd and what I saw from her, dude. She might be one of these people here in the back there. I'm going to just tell y'all, man, this is reprehensible. Jeez, that's the woman that you meet in human resource at your job right there. She definitely works at Human Resources. My Lord. Or she's a lunch lady at best. All right, this is crazy. God dang, man. Look, marriages can work when the man operates like that. Yes, they can absolutely work. All right, here's a woman here. Uh, we got a modern woman here saying that she filed for divorce and she couldn't be happier. But there's a, there's a caveat. I'm not happy. <laughs> Let's take it to it. Let's take it to it. This woman's going to say she filed for divorce and she's never been happier. All right. So this is another warning sign for you men. All right. What happens when you make a deal with the devil? Oh, stop, stop, stop. Even though we had a thriving marriage coaching business. I got to re I got to rewind it so you can see here. Let's go ahead and rewind it. Let, let, let's let's rewind it. All right. There it is. Hold on. I got her. Look at this woman. This is despicable. God, Lord. Look at this. Oh, my goodness. I walked away from my marriage even though we had a thriving marriage coaching business, it wasn't worth the sacrifice that it took to continue to be a wife. And I am happier than I have ever been now as a single divorcee than I ever was in my 17 years of marriage. Oh, God damn, man. Oh, Lord. You can't win.
first of all, let's just address the elephant in the room. She is not happy. All right. She is not happy. But she is happy that she gets to keep receiving from the marriage where she gets the benefits of the marriage in some form or fashion, meaning a divorce agreement, community property, alimony, child support. That does make her happy because she doesn't have to listen to him and still gets the benefit. However, his benefits are shut off. He gets no benefits from her, right? He no longer gets anything from paying out. That's number one. Number two, she just said it. She just said she had a thriving marriage and it still couldn't help. Brothers, let me tell you. I'm not happy. <laughs> our marriage was thriving. Our business was booming. AKA he was the good man and I took his money and skedaddled. <laughs> Guys, when we talk about marriage and divorce, I want you to find this one thing to be true. I'm here to educate you. I want you to find this one thing to be true. There is no reason why women get divorced. Why? Because they don't need one. A lot of people you think get divorced means something happened. Most of the time, the man did something to her. And I want to put that myth to bed right now. That is almost not true. Probably more than it is true. Because many women leave because they're not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> and as I said, you're worth more divorce than married. Many times she was the problem, but she still gets to benefit from being the problem, a.k.a. she could have cheated on you, but she gets no penalty for having the affair because most marriages are no fault. When people get divorced, it doesn't mean that they dis they, they were at war. The war is the divorce. The, but the benefit is getting the divorce. And many times women benefit and they will figure it out. Yes, your girl. She's going to figure it out after a certain amount of years. You're going to try to pull rank. You're going to tell her this. You're going to control her in ways that she believes she's controlled. And she's going to go, you know what? I still can benefit from you, but I don't have to listen to your voice. I'm out. When we when we admit that, then you'll understand what it is. This has nothing to do with fights. This has nothing to do with cheating. This has nothing to do with the man was abusive. All of those things are used as tropes to file the divorce. That's how she leaves the marriage. Most of the time, the marriage was doing just fine until she pulled the plug. A.K.A. here it is right here. Another admission of this being true. Yet another admission that even a good marriage can be doomed by a bad mindset woman. Here we go. I walked away from my marriage, even though we had a thriving marriage coaching business. Right there. I don't know, man. It's hard for you to beat me. There it is. She gave up. Even though she had a thriving marriage and some coaching business. Oh, it was going well. However, it wasn't worth the sacrifice that it took to continue to be a wife. In other words, she he was worth more divorce than married. In other words, it was better to just divorce her than to stay divorce him than to stay married. It wasn't worth the sacrifice. It wasn't worth cooking, cleaning, and all of this shit. It wasn't worth it. 
he was worth more divorced than married. And then on top of this, to top it all off, what do I say every single time? It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Somebody said, just say you're lazy. Exactly. She's lazy. They get lazy on you. That, dude, they're going to get lazy on you. There's too much evidence to prove this. They're going to start saying, I don't want to do this no more. Now, a lot of women don't understand this. You're not married. You're going to be like, no, I would never do that. Yes, you will. Almost all married women do it. Some just don't pull the plug. Some just have their husband sitting up there being a gump. And the guy just settles for it. And some women finally figure out that they're in the wrong. Very small percentage. But she just proved it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And you did what you were supposed to do. She just said, I'm not happy. <laughs> and I am happier than I have ever been now as a single divorcee than I ever was in my 17 years of marriage. I want you to listen to that. That's important. That's important. This man probably sacrificed. She's, she made a sacrifice. She made her sacrifice. She admits it. But this man sacrificed, risked. He probably dealt with gaslighting. He probably found out he was the problem. He probably tried to fix the problem, went through marital counseling, moved, bought the house that she wanted, bought her a car. He probably, for 17 years, walked on eggshells. For 17 years, he probably tried to figure out what was wrong with him. For 17 years, he went to work. He created his business. I want you to think about this. She's now saying she's happier now than she ever was in the 17 years of that man sacrificing, wasting his time, spending his money, investing, and all of that. And oddly enough, at the 17-year mark, he probably was at his peak income. She destroyed everything that was him and they. All because she was selfish. I want you to think about this. Now, all marriages are not like this. What I'm saying is this could easily happen to you. People that are married one and two years always want to tell me, no, 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 no. And I'm telling you, wait till you get to year 12. Wait till you get to year 15. Wait till you get to year eight. Then the real person is going to show up. And he's going to be tap dancing. All right, so shout out to him. And I know this is what he's been doing for 17 years right here. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. He's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I got a couple more things to share really quickly here. Um, Did I share that? We'll share this one because this one's common and we'll talk about the sugar baby stealing a man's money later tonight here's a woman uh, again another black woman here that's that's that seems to be saying she gets it all right but she's um don't understand that there's just too much programming most of your programming comes through in public schools public schools are okay most of your programming is overwhelmingly sponsored by government institutions and People with agendas, yeah. And most of the programming that women receive early on is from public schools. So it's almost a red flag. Um, Let's play this clip. This person says, let's see what she says. Let's give her an opportunity to explain herself. What most 
most men don't marry women for how much money she has, how successful she is, what she brings to the table financially, all of that. That ain't it. And most of my male friends, they told me this as well. Here's a few things that uh, I, I have on the list. Men want to know, can she be a good mother? Can she make him a better man? Uh, is she is she resourceful? Is she responsible? Is she kind? Is she caring? Is she soft? Is she feminine? Is she trustworthy? Ladies, keep your freaking mouth shut. Stop running your freaking mouth all the time. Is she um is she smart? Is she understanding? Is she my handwriting was bad because I was I was I was upset when I was writing this. <laughs> she said I was upset when I was writing this. She probably was listening to a Kevin Samuels video. I mean, and uh, she probably got set straight. Now, I don't want you. I want you guys to look at this. I want you to look at this. This woman is claiming to be enlightened about what men really want. And she was triggered by it. But I want you to know one thing. Look at how old she is. Oh, is she in April? Is that April Mason? I want you to look at how old she is. This woman looks to and appears to be in her 40s, well into her 40s. Not 41. She looks to be past mid 40. And she's claiming to now realize this shit. Mm. Claiming to now realize this shit. And this is why 80% of Americans will choose to be poor. Is because by the time they try to figure out and listen to men it's too late it's done you've been doomed already and you've been already pre-selected for poor and poverty and that's where you'll be i don't care how much money you make that's where you're going it's done again marrying at this age is pointless <laughs> it's not resourceful it's a waste of money it's useless sorry to say this discovery should have been made around 19 or 20 but the goods were the, the living was just too good right there was fun to be had the carousel was out there as we know right there were options there was education there was a promise of happiness and careers right there was all of these things i understand so i could focus on my career you chose that but now you're just figuring out what men want and you want to tune in now it's too late sorry it's too late you're going to be a concubine at best if you're lucky, and that's probably highly unlikely. This is why Americans are going to choose to be poor. Now, women like her. I don't know what she does for a living. She's supposedly an old dating coach that has given up on women. But these groups of women are going to hit a financial glass ceiling in about 15 years tops. Wherever she's standing at now financially, in 15 years, she'll be making half the money. So it's a wrap. It's a wrap for her, and she will forever be single. Hopefully, she's had a kid that's going to take care of her out of wedlock, but she has no hope from here. After seeing this video, my handwriting was kind of bad. Um, is she funny? Does she have a sense of humor? Is she... Good with family? Is she family-oriented? Do they have the same beliefs? Yeah, those are just some. How she looks. Yeah, is she attractive? 
the fellas let me know if I'm on point on that. But you notice I didn't say nothing about how much money does she have. I have some very successful friends who married one. Someone mother married her one girl. She only made twenty thousand dollars a year. He didn't care about that. So while society is telling you to go, 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 get your degree, like, like this video said, get your degree and you know you're successful, men don't choose women by those things. That's sad. That's a sad video. I'm, it really pains me to tell you. This is the result of public school. It's too late. It pains me to see that women come to this epiphany stage, this agreement. Oh, I get it now. Oh, okay. Okay, what do I do now? What do you want me to do now? It's too late. What do you mean, what do you want me to do now? You had your chance and you blew it. You fumbled a bag. That's what you did. It doesn't matter now. What you should do is tell your nieces, tell your daughters, tell what you should do now is tell them, but do they tell them? Nope. They don't tell them. Do the daughters listen? Nope. For some reason in our world, we think that, 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 that uh, we, we think that, uh, I don't know, the young women think that this is not going to be their future. <laughs> it's going to be your future. 80% of you Americans are going to choose to be poor. Some of you will make it out by the hair of your chinny chin chin. Some of you guys will do things to make it out of it. Most people will not. That woman chose future poverty. That's what she chose, period. And guys, you can't talk me out of it. She's going nowhere. It's going nowheresville. And she's doomed from the start. Let's get into, um, let me see what the Super Chats are doing before we finish up with the last episode here. W says, okay, uh, rest in peace, Tone Loke. That that is um that is the channel name, or RP Tone Logan. I said rest in peace. It's RP Tone Logan. Mm. My bad. He says greetings from Southern Ohio, aka in Kentucky area, land of the snow cows. Indeed, indeed. I've been, I've been. All right, Cincinnati area, going to Northern Cincinnati. Iman says body by McDonald's, looking like grimace. She over there looking like grimace. And um, and that guy has to go home to that woman. Oh, he's going to get scolded. He's going to sleep on the couch for believing he should get a gift for Valentine's Day. That guy's doomed for the next 30 years. That guy's doomed for the next 30 years. Wow, we got quite a bit of people from PayPal. And then we'll get back onto the show. She's about 50. All right. Um, shout out to Vans. He says... Greg, will you be discussing the new digital ID system that's coming and the fact that that they want to implant a chip inside of us? Well, we've been talking about that, but um, it's coming to a place near you, not before me. But I want some direction on what to do. Yeah, see, it's coming. It's coming to you first because you're in Jamaica. But it looks like I'll have to run for the hills again. If I refuse, I want to hear your take on the subject. Maybe we can explore it a little more in detail. But we are going into the points. This is why, again, maybe if we can talk about it, why the majority of people would be poor. It's because you will believe that. I'll get to it. Shout out to Sarah again. Sarah, Sarah, what happened to you and I? 
Sarah. She says, what you said about women's mental health is true. What people aren't ready to say can be summarized in three points. Most mothers are crazy. They resent their daughters and abuse them, which messes them up. And society excuses women's toxic behavior, as we talked about that, with manipulation. Based on survival, they'll excuse it. And their girlfriends are at least as crazy as them, which we showed you yesterday. Women were vetting themselves and telling you how crazy they were and posting it on TikTok. He says the reason why therapy is trendy, trendy, is that it enriches drug manufacturers. <laughs> new, 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 new world order. Normies don't see this. Anybody that walks you down that aisle should be suspect to you. Okay. He says any professional who gives you medicine as a first intervention isn't trying to help you, but to make you a dependent. Any parent that gives a child a medicine as a first intervention is poor. They're literally trying to make you a dependent. It's sad. I know parents that are as a first intervention, instead of changing the diet, forcing their kids to go to bed, taking their phones, disciplining them, making them do homework. And yes, come on. Yes, that's a discipline. That means you're taking idle time and you're giving time and redirecting it so that the kid doesn't fall back into laziness. Yes, that's what it's intended to do. And they don't put them on a workout program, buy them a gym membership, get them a personal trainer, and you don't do what? Feed them properly and you medicate them that mother is sabotaging the child. Yes, they are. That child has just been sabotaged and made a dependent. It's, it's right away, guys. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. There's no questions about it. They haven't chosen to discipline that child. And they medicated that child. They have sabotaged that ch child from the jump. Period. I don't care what that kid says. I don't care if they say they're going to get on top of a Ferris wheel and jump. If you jump right to medication, you have killed that kid. You killed him. You killed him. And you won't make that kid go to sleep. You destroyed him. There's no, dude, people are doing this shit every day. It's unbelievable. Why 80% of Americans will choose to be poor? She also says, and she says, and I was like, the reason why therapy is trendy is to enrich drug manufacturers. If you haven't figured that out, I don't know what to tell you. It says right here, any professional, I'll read it again. Any professional who gives you medications as a first intervention isn't trying to help you, but make you a dependent. That's what all drug dealers do, right? And he says right here, I recently found out. When I was when I saw dozens of doctors getting angry and gaslighting me because I didn't want to take opi opioids or antidepressants for nerve pains due to cancer. This is the woman surviving cancer. Soon as she said, no, I don't want the medications. I don't want the antidepressants. They gaslit her. They didn't provide another alternative. And as you guys know. There are people who work as and I'm going to finish your super chat. There are people who, who doesn't know this. You might not know this, and we're here to educate you. There are people who work as pharmaceutical salespeople. They go from doctor's office to doctor's office, and they're pushing. They'll bring food, lunch parties for the nurses, and they'll have all of these lunch spreads for these doctor's offices so these doctors can be educated on what drugs work 
and what how they work, and they provide kickbacks to these doctors. Who didn't know this? Press one in the chat if you didn't know this. I dated and messed with and fornicated a bunch of pharmaceutical salespeople. And you know who what pharmaceutical sales reps look like? What do pharmaceutical sales reps look like? What do they look like? Describe what a pharmaceutical salesperson looks like. Okay. It's going to be a woman. Absolute. Yep. Kaylee's. She's going to be. No, she's going to be an attractive woman. More likely than not. She's going to look just like Kaylee. She's going to be mid-20s. Sometimes they even do this all the way up into their 50s. Hair, extensions, tan, makeup, heels. They look like escorts. Yeah, that's exactly what they look like. They look like escorts. <laughs> Hold on for a second. I'm going to read the rest of your chat, Sarah. They look like OnlyFans models. That's what they look like. Pharmaceutical sales reps. And they out there, the doctor's tricking on them. The doctors see these beautiful girls, all these perfumes and all this shit, and the doctor go tricking. They send the woman out there. Same thing as medical devices. People sell medical devices to doctors. They'll send a woman in. Here's a black version of one right here. Here's a black woman right here. This is a black pharmaceutical sales rep. This is who's the ones getting the doctors to run prescripts for you. The doctors get the kickbacks. They don't want to hear this shit. Here you go right here. That's what it looks like right here. That, hold on. Can y'all see the screen? Look at that. They come in there. Hair, makeup. They come in there looking like Zoe. Hair, makeup, facial waxing, esthetician, vagina waxing, everything. They come in just like that. Then they go into the doctor's office, the doctor's office, leading with their booty. Doctor's jumping right on it. All right, dude, you guys don't know, man. That is what happens, man. Uh, this is how they do it. Hold on for a second. Here's a picture right here. This, this is just stock photos. This is how the pharmaceutical sales reps go and meet with doctors right here. Uh, yeah, so uh, legs all out. Legs out. Cleavage out. Jewelry, makeup, perfume, hair, all out. Legs crossed. The doctor over there rubbing one out. Yep, they take the doctors to dinner. They give them a whole lunch bread. And then they say, yeah, if you push our medicine, <laughs> you push our medicine, you get a kickback. All right, who didn't know that? Hold on for a second. I'm trying to find a good one. Let me see. I'm trying to find a good one. See if I can get one. Oh, here we go right here. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see if I can pull this up. Look, look, at, look, at, look at what they have. Look, pharmaceutical sales job. Kaylee, successful medical sales rep, boom, top women in medical sales, thinking outside of the ordinary side hustle, who, look, no man, no man, <laughs> I pulled up, well, I did pull up women, oh, look, <laughs> hold up, the top, <laughs> is this right, hold up for a second, battle of the pharmaceutical sales rep, this cannot be true. I know this is from Reddit. This can't be real. Battle of the pharmaceutical sales rep. <laughs> this is exactly 
what happened? This is exact. This is this is your pharmaceutical sales rep right there, right there, bro. Oh my god, dropping neck on doctors. Allegedly, allegedly, all allegedly. And so Sarah's blowing the lid off this, and he says, she says. I recently found out when I was when I saw uh, doctors gaslighting me. Okay, I said that my health improved a lot with exercise and diet, but I guess I'm the crazy one. ADHD is also big industry. NFL players take it uh, to recover from injuring and increase performance. Check it out. And he says, um, thank you for making me laugh, coach. I'm a married woman, but I appreciate how genuine you are in trying to help people appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. And Sarah's recovering from cancer. So I appreciate you watching me and sniggling through your pain. Man, we got a couple more and I'm going to get to the show here. We got J. Cool. I did and do choose the struggle in my life, which is why I wasted 21 years of my life going absolutely nowhere. However, after he says, although that was an L, I am now trying. I am now turning all that into a W and a bright future by once again trusting and applying and working the process. I am 56, and as long as I'm alive, it is never too late. Shout out to you. Thank you, brother. 56 years old. Yeah. Guys, uh, you can get through you can get through it, but you got to really recondition yourself. If you talk like the masses, you're wrong. I'm going to let you know right there. If what you're saying is popular and everybody agrees, Meaning not not in our space right here, but if you go outside and you walk outside and you start talking and saying something and everybody agrees, what you just said is more likely false or wrong. Mm. Now I'll gamble, I'll roll the I'll gamble against that every single time. Many times I might find out that I'm was the wrong person. I might find out I was the wrong person. Nine times out of ten, I'll be right. I'll gamble against those percentages all day long. Because the minute I hear what everybody's agreeing to, I'm going to immediately change my opinion right there. Mm. Right there on the spot. <laughs> right? It ain't. It is what it is. But the normies always are wrong. They are never going to investigate. They always just going to say what they heard from the media. Right? Mm. Which is propaganda at best. They're going to be dead ass wrong every single time. If everybody said run this way, I'm about to run that way. All right. I'm going to be the one that survived telling the story about how y'all got ambushed. Well, they all ran that way. Why didn't you go with them? Because they all went that way. I went that way. Mm. <laughs> all right. Um, education does not support free thinking. And uh, I'm going to pull up a quote by John Rockefeller. That's uh, John Rockefeller. This is an alleged quote right here. Somebody had it up earlier. Quote on education. Let me see if I can find it real. This is an alleged quote. All right. I, I, I use this. It's on Twitter, but I just don't have the time to pull it up here. But here it is right here. It says, I don't want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. Who John Rockefeller was the earlier leader in determining how people got educated. You can do that when you're wealthy. He was part of the early education system. He was one of the pioneers and philanthropists 
on the industrial revolution based education program, which is called public school. Many of the early publications were sponsored by his foundation, John Rockefeller, right? Now, in our world, we have new people that are going to be in charge of that because we're going to the digital age. So the people like Jeff Bezos, Mackenzie Bezos, you know, the, uh, the guy from Facebook, uh, Bill Gates, you're going to hear these people. These are going to be the next educators. These are going to be the next adopters of the new education. But that is the mindset. When you tell me public school, uh, private schools know better. What you don't understand is they're not training you to be free thinkers. In fact, if you start free thinking early on in these education programs, they're going to gaslight you. Why? Because many of the instructors are not free thinkers. That's why people tell me go to get it. They tell you to go get a business degree in college. And I say, I've never heard of anything such foolish as, as foolish as that. Why would you get a business degree in college? Just being a free thinker, it just doesn't make sense. But I see why you would go through the paces. It's better than nothing. But why would I get educated by people in business who don't have no business background? Somebody answer that. They're teachers. They're teachers. Some of them. You can go to a business school and you'll have people who have business background background teaching you sometimes. But you have to do what? You have to work up the higher education ladder to get to those people. If you're down in the middle colleges, you're being educated by people who have no business sense. They ain't started no business. They just been teaching. Okay. Now. <laughs> now, same thing as people who teach you education. So they'll teach you everything on how to be a teacher. Like you're, you're in a college. These people teach college people. Then you go in there and they'll teach you how to teach high school people. And then you'll ask them, have you taught high school people? And they'll say, nope. And you'll say, well, why, why, how do you know? You'll pay them $30,000 a year. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But this is what we do, because what do they want you to do? They're training you to be workers, not free thinkers. I'll give you an example. When I was in college, I did a class for teaching, and the class was an activities class for a physical education class. The teacher comes to me. She says, you know, you're in the college program and you coach. Why don't you teach the, the class? We would have to teach the class. Teach the class an assignment on dribbling. Okay. Now, for me, I never was comfortable comfortable with the term dribbling, right? It sounds, sounds mediocre, dribble. So I said, can I change the assignment to ball handling? Now, I know I would have to say pause today, but I say you more handle the ball than you do dribble it. She fought me for weeks. She kept correcting me to tell the class that it's dribbling. <laughs> but I said, you're more handling the ball. You, we we want to teach them to handle the ball. She couldn't do it. She could not figure it out. She was deprogramming. Smoke was coming out of her ears. She couldn't do it. She just couldn't figure it out. Well, here on the curriculum, we have to call it dribbling. See, it's a small thing, but it's a big thing. It told me, it told me, 
You can't think freely. Okay? Can't think freely. And I said, this is a free thought. Why would I do it? And I had a reason why I would teach it this way, why I would do it, just to let them know. So she couldn't handle it because she's not thinking free. She just wants to instruct me on how to be the worker. This is what education does to you. And then when you guys say to me, it doesn't matter when you go the private sector, I don't know what to tell you. Even John D. Rockefeller says it, and I'll put the quote on the screen. I know it's only on Twitter, but their institutions aren't to keep you thinking free. It is to make you a worker, which is fine because most of y'all, that's all you're capable of doing. I don't want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. One of the earlier education school pioneers. This is allegedly here. Not sure where this parent should control what is taught in schools because they are our kids. As a parent, the kids are not your kids. The kids are a part of the system. The government owns the kids. This is why they can tell you what schools to go to, how many days you need to show up, and so forth and so on. We are parents. We parent. The system owns the kids. And this system here, this is somebody allegedly talking about this. Not sure where this parent should control what is taught in schools because they are our kids. Is originating, but parents do have the option to choose to send their kids to hand-selected private schools at their own expense if they so desire. So if you don't like it, take your kids to the private sector, but otherwise we tell them what to do. Now, here's the thing. We had somebody say, well, private schools can cost $20,000, $30,000. Why? Ask yourself why. Because there's a price to pay for free thinking. Not only that, there's also a barrier entry that they don't want everybody to have because it's that much more valuable than the alternative. If they wanted you to have it, they ain't going to sure make it cheap. And if you are poor, guess what? You don't get in. You don't get the option because you chose to be poor. All right. Or you chose to live in a certain area. That's your choice. The purpose of public education in public school is not to teach kids only what parents want them to be taught. It is to teach them what society needs them to know. The client of the public school is not the parent, but the entire community, which is the public. And I'm reading that right there. We're going to teach them what we think they need to know. Not what the parents want them to know or so forth and so on. So this is why you could go to public school one year and there's no LBGTQ agenda. And the next year there is. And then you can march yourself up there and you can tell them, you don't want your kids to teach that. And they can say, we don't care what you want them to teach. This is why you go to private public school. They don't, you don't get a choice. Here you go right there. Yep. This is why they then could tell your kid, introduce yourself by pronouns. You march up to the PTA. You march up to the damn um, board of directors, board of education. And you say, I don't want my kid to learn that. And what are they going to say? I'm going to put it up on the screen again. If you don't like it, 
you have the option to send your kids to hand-selected private schools at your own expense if you so desire. However, if you can't afford it, guess where you're going? You're coming to my school, and we're going to teach them what we want. Okay, with that being said, let's go through a couple of things here. Number one, why Americans will be poorer in the next generation. And let's pull this up. AI, we already know this, and we're not going to spend too much time on this. AI is replacing you by the minute. Okay, many of the jobs that you have and have hanged your hat on the last 20 years are going to be non-existence. We're not trying to scare you. But even if you work in the blue-collar fields, your jobs are being replaced, all right? If you go look at Amazon and these factories, they can pull that shit down with forklifts. They don't need you. They don't need you at all. People have been saying robots are going to replace us. Um, as many, as as easy as people who work at um, grocery stores, when you have self-checkout, that's a, that's a, that is a, um, that is an indicator that they have replaced humans with a computer or a robot or artificial intelligence. A self-checkout is a replacement for a human, okay? So it doesn't matter what sector you work in. Even they almost had a AI robot defend a person in a legal case, which would have been landmark, but they scrapped the plans, okay? They scrapped the plans because uh, people weren't comfortable with it, but that doesn't mean anything. They'll just try it again later. Okay, so we will be replaced by AI and people will be comfortable with it. So we have the next reason why is we don't have enough free thinkers. Free thinking gets censored on social media platforms. You get people that are normies who are uncomfortable with it. So they might tend to report the video or try to do something like that. If it's a free thought that is different than the popular opinion or the mass opinion that they've been told where by their leaders. So anytime there's a free thought, it is often framed in hate or something like that. This can't be true misinformation when, in fact, it's probably more likely to be true than false. So we do have a lot more um, non-free thinkers than we do have free thinkers. Okay, anytime you see a free thinker, they will always try to find the one thing they can hang their free thinking up and say, oh, see that I was listening to him, but he said that. Then they kill the messenger. All they do is kill the messenger. Let me show you what happens ultimately when you do that. Not in defense of the guy, but this guy was supposedly a free thinker. He went a little bit off the rails. Yeah. Okay. However, where's it at? What tended to happen was they said in an emergency response, oh, yeah, you know what? We're not going to tolerate this free thinking. We're going to not tolerate any hate speech. But what ends up happening is they torpedo the entire thing. And Adidas says the split from Yeezy will cost $1.3 billion. No business wants to lose $1.3 billion. So what we're not going to hear is, well, they got more money. They're not worried about it. Trust me, they're worried about it. And they'll have to have another way to make that up because they got to meet payroll. They got to make their taxes. I don't know if you know how taxes work. Your tax on yesterday's income not today's. So you were waiting for dollars to come in, but the next year you lost 50% of your revenue. You still got to pay taxes on last year's revenue. So that $1.3 million is going to hurt. It's going to hurt them. And they're going to have to redevise a plan 
to know that they're going to probably lose $2.8 billion next year. Mm. Right? But it's all good as long as they look good for the public and the masses appreciate them for losing money. Oh, good for you. Get rid of him. Lose money and make us happy. What you'll find is most mass, most people in the mass don't invest. They don't even buy Adidas. They don't even buy Adidas. But you went to go please the non-consumer, and then you messed up the people who actually was like, I don't care what he says. We want the equipment. And you lost out on the investors. Sad, but true. This is why most people will choose to be poor. These industries employ people. Oh, yes. And Adidas did lay people off, if I'm not mistaken. Adidas did lay, lay people off. They lost jobs as a result of this. Just so you know here, Atlanta Journal and Constitution, Adidas Yeezy fallout triggers layoffs at local shoe manufacturers. Oh, people lost their job. Well, people went at the virtue signal, lost their job. I tell you, man, people people do stupid shit. <laughs> but the stupid things make you choose poor them. All right, next one. Next one. They don't have their paperwork in order. This one will get you every time. I'm going to show you once again that men, specifically black men, even when you win, you lose. Because the mindset needs to change. We're going to show you here, right here. This guy. Steven Twitch Boss who had enough courage to allegedly delete himself, forgot one critical thing. Yeah, he forgot a will. Now his wife, who allegedly allowed him to delete himself, has to file for half of his estate. This shit keeps happening. This shit, dude, we can't win for losing out here. You get the opportunities. You make deals with the devil. You make your money. He probably allegedly supposedly had lost it. But he didn't have his paperwork in order. If there's one thing that you must do, men and black men, priority number one, give up fat women, number one. It's going to change your life. Doesn't mean you have to give them up forever. But trust me, this whole she got to be thick thing is getting out of control. All right. It's hindering your process, and progress as an American. You're going to be poor because I've never seen that many women that you're selecting that are overweight like that actually be wealthy. Mm. They're almost almost exclusively poor themselves. So that's how you're going to choose poorly. Number two. Number two is get your paperwork in order. Everything that means anything, I don't care who you are right now, where you stand economically, you must have your paperwork in order. If you own property, which I own none in my name, you must have rules of where that property is going to go when you own it. You got to have your license in order, your passport in order. You got to also, you got to have these things in order. Got to have your headlights, make sure they're checked. You know how many people lost their lives because their headlight was out? And the headlight cost $13 to fix. 
You could have went to damn Pet Boys or AutoZone, got a light bulb for $13 or less and fixed that shit. But you drove around with your headlight and your tail light out. It's absolutely reprehensible. It's reprehensible. Then when the police pull you over, you want to claim racism. No, you're a dumbass. That's what you are. You're not disciplined because you didn't go to Kumon. <laughs> You didn't do the things to discipline you, but now because you're a dumbass, non-disciplined person, you want to blame everything other than yourself for an easy fix. Easy-ass fix. I be driving people all the time. They driving slow in the fast lane. I go whip around them. I get in front of them, and they got a headlight out. Car registration, not even updated. No insurance, nothing. But you want to tell me about all the women you're getting out here. What? That's not the priority. It is not the priority. Paperwork first. And always. Paperwork first. Your whole, everything that you have control over first. You'll drive over to bang a fat woman and your taillight is out. Talk about you getting it for free, but you get pulled over and get a fixing ticket and find your ass in court. Because you're registered. By the way, if your tail lights out, I'm sure you don't have insurance either. Police people know this. <laughs> That's why they pull you over. Windshield crack, all of that shit. And it's kind of sad that people choose these things and they will say they can't afford it, yet they be on Tinder Gold. They can't afford it, yet they trying to date women on coffee dates. You need to do these things First, before you get out here, and let me tell you, once you do those things, many things in life will get that much easier. You can't even get uh, spend enough time. I know this guy had the money, and he was married for a whole bunch of years. He can't even take the time out to hire somebody to take care of this. Right? Many of it, much of it will cost less than $1,500 to maybe $5,000 to get these priorities straight. One of the things that changed my life was when I had a senior tell me when I was a sophomore that I didn't have my priorities straight. And I can hear and see that guy. It was a guy that I really didn't care for. I really didn't care for him. But he was on my track team. And he was judging me. This is when people lose and stay poor. Only God can judge me. No, there's a simple way to do this. Every Don't reinvent the wheel. Don't do everything out of my, I was in track practice, not focusing on things, working on a starting block, and he was talking about my balance, and I really didn't care. I was like, I, I'm just waiting for the track meet. And the coach came by, and he's like, Lam, let me tell you something. You seem like a good guy. You seem like you're smart. He was like, but you don't have your priorities straight. <laughs> I was like, shit. You know, nobody's nobody of that age ever told me that, and you got to remember, when you're a sophomore, a senior is like God to you. You don't know anything about college. Seniors are like God. They're like adults to you. But he told me. Straight up, you don't have your priorities straight. I was like, huh? Not even adults have said something that's stunned me as that. He says, people like that are helping you. And I could have took it as offensive, but it rang in my head, and it still rings in my head today. And this was a guy, he was going to college, 
you know, he wasn't going to play sports or anything, but he was going on to college. He was AP. He was like on a student council. He was like that type of guy. He was like that type of guy. And it rings in my head still to this day. Stung me. I was like, wow, what, what, what does that mean? I had, I, had, I had to think about that. What that mean? I was like, what is priority straight? What does that mean? And how does he see I don't have my priority straight? I'm cool. Don't you see? I'm funny. But my priorities aren't straight. And he said, nothing matters. Your talent doesn't matter, sir. You don't have your priorities straight. So look. Mm. At the very least, one of the things that will keep you poor is not having your paperwork in order. Because unfortunately, this world in America operates on paper. Everything's on paper. Your money is on paper. Your money is on paper. There's no real money. Like if you got $1,000, you don't have $1,000 cash. <laughs> okay. Now you might be lucky enough to go to the bank on the right day and withdraw $1,000. And if they just so have it, they'll give it $1,000 in cash. But if everybody did it at the same time, not everybody's getting $1,000. Your money is on paper. It's just digital numbers. It's on a computer screen. Okay, so when we talk about the pursuit of money, all we're doing is trying to push the numbers up enough to get in the position. But do you have gold? Do you own anything? You don't have to own it in your name. Do you have silver? Do you have tangible assets? Do you have FU money? Well, if not, you probably should be pursuing those things. If not, you're going to be poor because the next thing that's coming is they're going to change the direction of currency. They're also going to change how you trade money or transact money. If you're lucky, you'll participate. So we have CBDC coming up. That's going to make a lot of people poor. Okay, we also have this digital ID. They've been pushing that for quite a long time and they're going to finally push it through because people are going to be poor. Poor people almost outvote people who are wealthy just on the numbers. So the direction we're going is going to be and be influenced by people who are struggling. Their choice is going to be made out of desperation. Thus, what they're going to do is they're going to force people who have to go their direction instead of the people who have to help people get better. When you vote out of desperation, when you vote out of need and necessity, you're going nowhere. Most people are in debt. Let's show you some of this stuff. Most people are in debt. Most people aren't in a good financial position at all. And let me tell you something. If you think I think I'm in a good financial position, you're out of your mind. I think I am in struggle zone, okay? I'm not that far ahead of you guys. Median wealth of black Americans will fall to zero. By the year 2053, this report is five years old. I always like to show you this as a means to tell you they know it's coming. It is doomsday. Oh, yes. Social credit score is another thing. By the way, we'll vote all of these things in. We'll vote for CBDC. We'll vote for digital ID. And we'll vote for social credit score. They won't put it on us. They'll let us choose it. And a lot of people will say that's the way they want it. It's true, but it's not because of race alone. They want people to be dependents. But if you're dependent, you can't control how much you're given. He said, but we got, jo we got Jordan. You can't control how much you're given. I'm going to give you an indicator here. I know we're probably closing. Oh, yeah, we're at the three-hour mark. 
if they say you're a dependent, they can do what drug dealers do with what they call pinching. Pinching. If I get you addicted, I can give you less of it and charge you more. That's a smart tactic. Potato chip companies have done this for a long time. They basically have the bag or give you the same bag size, but they've been giving you less and less chips in the bag. But they've also been charging you more for the chips. It's simple. It's supply and demand. Now, if I know you're hooked on the chips, meaning you got to come get the hot Cheetos, you're going to miss out. And then I pay billions and billions of dollars to remind you, come get these hot Cheetos. But every time you go get a bag, it's about five cents more with 5% less hot Cheetos in there. <laughs> Ain't nothing but air. Shrinkflation. This is how people work, but normies don't see this shit coming. Now, when they see it coming, they complain. Have you noticed that there's less chips in the bag? You dumbass. <laughs> right? When I hear shit like that, I'd be like, dude, they do that to everything. They do that to everything. Same thing with gas. Sometimes there's less gas. There's less petrol. There's less petrol and more water in there. But you guys are paying more money for it. But that's neither here nor there. Same thing with dependency on government. They will tell you, hey, be dependent on us. We'll take care of you. And at one point, they said, well, you can stop working. Why? Because you're going to get sick. Oh, I'm going to get sick, so I'll stop working. Oh, we'll take care of you. We'll give you $2,000 in stimulus. And everybody said, that seems fair, but they waited and they pushed it through the bill. They actually gave JFK Center. They gave feminists in Pakistan. They gave them way more money than we got. And they said, $2,000, is that fair? Yeah, push it through. Five months later, they finally sent out the check. But then they said, well, it's not 2000 We could only give you 1500 But you'll be taxed on it at the end of the year, so report it to your income tax. At the same time, inflation going up like crazy. <laughs> inflation going up, so that $1,500 you thought you were getting too is now 1500 It got dried the hell up. It means nothing. But you got it from eventually. Well, this is what happens when you're a dependent. They can promise you that they're going to give you this and ultimately pull the bait and switch and say, well, we thought we could give you that, but we can only give you this. This community, and particularly the black community, tends to fall for this shit all the time. Hence, they know you're never going to be an owner. You're never going to own anything. You're never going to have tangible assets. You're never going to have those things. Thus, your net worth will be zero. It's an easy predictor. It's very easy to figure out. I mean, this isn't some straight-up racist plan. I don't think it is. I just think they can have you voting their direction. This is the way they get what they need to get accomplished. You have dependence. Okay? And you'll be happy about it, but you're going to be poor. All right, just so you know. All right, let's show you this right here, and we'll la hit in with the last point, which is your family. Your family is going to keep you in the poorhouse. Here's the eviction rates coming up here. Am I showing the right thing? I am not. Here we go. This looks like San Jose area. Eviction eclipse pre-pandemic levels in the Bay Area counties as tenants protection expires. Now, what you guys did again, which was foolish, and if you go back to my early, before, before 2020, I saw this coming and I said, you guys better not quit your job. 
I was like, you better not put the mask. Do not go outside and have mask. Do not do it. I was telling you, don't do it. And I was like, don't take the money. Don't take the PP. I was telling you, don't do it. You guys didn't listen because you're emotional. That's going to keep you poor. And I said, if you stop paying, I said, don't stop paying rent. I was telling you, please don't do the eviction moratorium. Don't do the rent moratorium. I was like, you need to got, you need to keep working because at some particular point, they're going to remove the moratorium. And they said, you're going to owe all the rent that you missed. They clearly said that. They clearly said that. And I said, what's going to happen is you took the easy route out, but then now you're at the hard point because now you owe all the back rent when they take your, when they remove the moratorium. I said that was going to happen. Look at us now. You're forever going to be poor. There's no way you're getting out of that. I was warning you, don't do it. Pay your rent, work, work two jobs. But no, y'all wanted to sit on your asses and stay inside. I was like, that's going to be y'all fault. They set y'all up. They set y'all up, but you're too dumb to figure it out. And I'm too dumb to, I don't know, stop talking about it. Here's another one right here. Check this out. These are your family members. Let's get to the last point so we don't uh, belabor this, but I'm trying to be positive, and I positively know that, that what I'm saying is true. Check this girl out. If your family members adopt any liberal mindset, and shout out to my liberals that watch us. I'm not talking about liberals in the political sense. I'm talking about the mindset. If they adopt anything like close to feminism, non-traditional, progressive, reading rainbow, if they're adopting these things, they're going to pigeonhole themselves into forever being poor. Now, reading rainbows happen to make a lot of money, but I'm saying if they're focused on that, some reason, for some reason, I don't know what it is about girls, but girls in virtue signaling, for some reason, they care about shit that doesn't matter. And I see a lot of young girls Overly concerned about trans and gay people. I don't get it. What are you worried about them for? And at the same time, at the same time, you're being less and less of that. And they're encroaching on what you have. And they're being better at being a woman than you. They end up replacing you. I, I don't understand why women be coming up here virtue signaling all the time. Like, I don't get it. Like, why are you worried about them? <laughs> like, you got plenty of shit to worry about. But they'd be like, we need to worry about the fish and the whales and the this and the gay guys that come up. You don't even know any. You know like two. How many trans people you know? Not that many. But you worried about them all the time. And then guess what? You find out you can't even take care of yourself. I don't get it. They need the attention. They need the attention. But this, this reeks of you sabotaging yourself. What you should be worried about is you. Here it is. This woman right here. This is a legit tweet. It could be. a. I never learned to cook because my mom always said, learn so you can cook for your husband. And that thought of cooking for a man angered me, which is called misandry. Young women hate men. But nobody will call it out. So now I'm 23 and I'm starving. It's barbecue in there. Starving. Yes, sir, <laughs> Guess what that's going to make you dependent on what Uber eats. You're going to get fat. You're going to eat out. You're not going to get married. And guess what? You're more likely to be poor and childless than you are to be wealthy. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You screwed yourself. You screwed the pooch. 
trying to rebel, worrying about shit that don't matter. Now, these women are like, I don't want to cook and clean for my husband. Welcome to poor town. You're going to be poor. Because <laughs> it takes two incomes or a, an exceptional income on one person's side. The number of the number that you're going to need to meet to make the exceptional income is in my mind. In my mind, I don't care what city you live in. I don't want to hear. No, you can live like a king in Opelousas. All right. I don't care you, because you're living in Opelousas. That's one of your problems. Mm. You're going to need quarter of a million dollars a year. You're gonna need to to get out of to get out of poor chasing you a quarter of a million dollars a year. I know you don't want it. You you no 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 no. I can make seventy five coach and do it. I can make seventy five and do. I don't need to make more money. I don't need a Lamborghini. I don't need the Porsche. I don't need the big house. I don't need the amendment. Okay, but poor is gonna catch your ass quick. Because what you don't understand is, and am, am I inspiring you? What you don't understand is how much time you have to earn money. You don't realize that. See, all of this shit can end tomorrow. You ain't going to be making top money forever. So let's just say you make two, two a quarter of a million a year. And then after five years, you don't make a quarter of a million. Now what's happening? Bankruptcy. Mm. Right. Or let's just say, let's, let's switch it. You make $70,000 a year. Let's switch it. You make $70,000 a year and you say, no, all I have to do is work 40 years and making 70 and I'm good. Problem. What if you only work for 10 years? What if you work for 10? You think you got, you, you think you got 40 years. What if you only can work for 10? What if you get in a car accident? What if the job leaves? What if AI replaces you? What if your parent has a, uh, a, a, a an illness, an illness, and they got to move in with you? How's that 75 covering it? What if you have a child outside of wedlock? How's that 75 covering you now? What if the rent goes up? What if inflation goes up? How's that 75 covering you now? You're in trouble now. Now you're in trouble, and that's how most people find themselves. Oh, shit. Eggs cost $10. Well, I won't eat breakfast today. Man, please. What? That's how you end up poor. <laughs> you got to go get it now. Go get it now. You don't know if you're going to stop working today, tomorrow. You don't know. Layoffs. What if they lay you off? You making 75 at the job today? Now they're laying off. Now what? It's simple. My man said Aflac. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? See, your mindset is you guys get comfortable, you get complacent, and you think, well, the government will help us out. They'll do something. This is what's going to make you poor. 100%. Oh, well, I'll just do Airbnb. I'll just do Uber Eats. I'll just do OnlyFans. Now you're humiliating yourself. It's very simple. Last point. And young women, I feel sorry for you being trained by the mothers of the past to become the woman you are today. They are sabotaging you. And I'm not saying this for my own benefit. I'm saying this from experience. This mindset right here. These mothers are sabotaging you and they're allowing you to do it. And you're running around here 
with your $45,000 a year barista job, selling feet pictures on the side, thinking that you're going to do it forever. I'm sorry. It's going to be hell on you. Let's go ahead and show you this. Good luck, by the way, ladies, if you have that mindset. But let's talk about this here. I know we're going over time. Let me see if let me see if my maid is here. <laughs> let me see if my maid showed up early. Oh, we do have all of these people here that I got to. I got to get to these super chats. Listen to this young brother. This young brother says, I don't want to take care of my mama, future son, husband, who's drawing the line right now. And he's almost right. This is going to cause a debate. Let's play it. Sorry, I had the volume off. I had the volume off. This is what I see. Shout out to RL. I'll get to the volume. My man said, most people making over 100K are fine. I tell you, you ninjas will never learn. Y'all ain't going to ever learn from me. I'm going to debunk that in three seconds. Do you want me to waste time? Most people who make making 100K are fine. Y'all just think y'all got forever to live here, don't y'all? Most people that make 100K are living paycheck to paycheck. I've reported on this. It's statistically, that's like saying, well, most people are married, they are fine. <laughs> most people that are married, they don't divorce. It's false. Most people that make 100K are not fine. It's false. <laughs> and tomorrow, you might not be making 100K. Then what? Most people live beyond their means that make 100K. Not only that, in many places, 100K ain't shit. And don't tell me you live in Midland, Texas, and you make 100K because I can get all 10 of you that make 100K in Midland and have a nice dinner together because the rest of Midland does not make 100K. Everybody in Paducah that makes 100K, we can have a nice softball game and that will be everybody on in Paducah that makes 100K. Yes, you can live like a king in Tupelo on 100K, but guess what? Not that many people in, Padu in Tupelo make 100K. Most of the 100K plus jobs are in big cities. And most of these jokers are struggling. What about remote sales jobs? What about them? 10% of the workforce, 5 2%. We're talking about small percent. And how long is remote work going to work? You can't depend on these things. Good. If you got it, get it. If you want to live in Paducah or Tupelo and you can do your remote job in New York City doing sales, do it. Make your money. But dudes be counting on shit that you think is going to be here forever. And you also think that your sales industry is always going to be on point and there's no going to be a recession, no pullback, no buyback, a competitor comes in. Come on, man. Come on. There are opportunities out there. Most people don't. Most people that have 100K jobs 
in big cities are commuting. They're going to work. They're going to the office. They're working for their check. Okay. They're not these off things where you live in Paducah. No. <laughs> so glad you can live like that, like a king out there and live below your means. It's fantastic. But we got a lot of 100K people in Phoenix, Arizona with boats and RVs. They're living like millionaires. As soon as the recession hit, they get dunked. They get dunked on, period. Let's be realistic. We got 100K guy says, if you're struggling with 100K, which people are, it's not an if, they are. Then he says, you got to level with fast money. Yes, and, and that's not going to happen. Most, let, let's do this. <laughs> 100K earners, paycheck to paycheck. We're going to deal with, we only deal with reality here. We only deal with reality. We're not going to deal with you should do and what we could. Yes, live below your means. But that's normie talk. We don't talk like normies here. Normies say shit like that. Let's level up and understand what this is going to cause. Millions of America earning 100K are living paycheck to paycheck, according to a survey that I never took, but I don't earn no money. 51%, 51% of Americans with 100K or more in annual income said they live paycheck to paycheck. 51%. You just said, most people making 100K are fine. I just debunked it with the media article. It's not true. <laughs> and inflation affects poor people and people making 100K. Because that's how poor people think. All right, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. And shout out to everybody in Odessa that live like kings on 100K. But you have to live in Odessa too. You could be happy there. All right. Where are we at here? Let's do this. I got to do this here, right here. I don't care. I don't want to take care of my mama. Oh, shit. Play it. Here we go. Take care of my mama. A lot of us young entrepreneurs that grew up in poverty, didn't come from shit, have this idea that when we get on, we taking care of everybody. Mama, daddy, granny, brothers, whole family, right? The problem is most of our families were actually poor due to shit that was actually in their control. Poor money management, lack of discipline, inability to create healthy boundaries, no valuable skill set, but just other bad decisions that they never spoke about. So even though it's honorable, it's noble to want to take care of our people, it's just a bullshit band-aid solution that's going to make your people dependent on you. You really want to be the big dog amongst your people? Give them the tools that you use to produce results. Give them the game. Give them the knowledge. Give them the mindset to create for themselves. That way, when it's time to eat, it's a potluck. Not just motherfuckers eating off your plate. You feel me? Now, let me tell you, man. I'm, I'm glad that he's speaking on this. Because what normies are going to say was, well, we've lived in generations. We lived in all hovels together. And you take care of your parents. And we've been trained to, we've been known to take care of our parents and not let them live in poverty. We also were known not to sell our kids out for child support. We also were known to stay and remain as two-parent households instead of breaking up the family. We also were known to have things that we can depend on for income other than the government and corporations, a.k.a. farming, growing food, family businesses, 
educating our kids properly, making sacrifices. But those things don't exist no more. We sell our kids out. We go and work for corporations and act like they're going to take care of us. And then when they don't take care of us no more, we have nothing. And then we go back to the people who made it in their family. And then they leech off of you. Yeah, see, they didn't help you get to where you are. They watched you do it, and they probably sniggled at you and said you weren't going to make it. But then when you made it, they want to come eat off your plate. Mm. See, this is what I'm talking about. What we used to do as families and what we do now as families are two different things. So taking care of family does not fall under the same definition as taking care of family back in the day. Although, 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 in the Bible, it does say take care of your families. But guess what? Family doesn't take care of you. Why should you take care of them? What did your parents do for you? What did your extended family do for you? What did they do for you? Most of them sold you out and sabotaged you a long time ago. But you owe them? You have to look at it. And if you are under the guise of people who grew up as latchkey kids, people who grew up in special ed, People who grew up with your mama collecting child support, acting like she ain't collecting shit. If you grew up and your papa was a player or a Rolling Stone, none of these parents are going to leave you shit. Why take care of them? Mm. See, you used to take care of your parents when you knew you were getting your mama's house anyway and you can have a plan. You were taking care of your parents when you knew your parents had a pension and or social security. You were taking care of your parents when they left you something behind, thus they set you up for the future. So it made sense to take care of them. Today, that doesn't happen. Mm. It does not happening. But we're supposed to take on people that are going to contribute to the seeking chip who never changed their mindset and all the history that you've been with them, who never helped you become who you wanted to become. Right? When they watched you become who, who you became, they didn't support it. And guess what? Here we are. Here we are. We're supposed to take care of people who never did much for ourselves. This is what's going to keep you poor. Keep you poor. You're not entitled or you're not. Um, there's no entitlement to take care of your parents. Not in the United States. Now, if you want to move to Puerto Rico, you want to move to the Dominican Republic. You want to move to some of these places where people sit up in low-income housing, look at the surroundings. If you want to live there and take care of mommy and poppy, if you want to take care of everybody, the non-contributors, and you guys suffer, go ahead. But in America, not so much. Let's get into the super chats because I got to get out of here. This is America. This is capitalism. We don't play by feelings. We play by Money. All right. E. Monty. Shout out to Simon Small. Thank you, man. A lot. Eli. Eli came in with the co-sponsorship. I know I've been hurting feelings today. I'm Eli, coach, because of you, I broke the chains of the plantations and ran for the fences. So the coach gang is hard, time and money consuming, but worth every bit of it. Thanks again, coach. You truly are my life coach. So I'll continue to show my support. Shout out to you. All right. Oh, by the way, you want to take care of your ex-wife? Take care of her. But if she's fighting you tooth and nail, let her let her go in and dwell into poverty. That's how I look at it. Your ex-wife can leave their marriage and keep everything cool. But if they dragging you in court, don't pay them a dime. 
Don't give them shit. All right. Let her suffer. Uh, you could be sending her on vacations if she was cool. Hey, go on vacations. Take the kids. But because she's an asshole, guess what? Let her, let her, let her suffer. I don't give a f <laughs> that's how that's how you treat people. You treat people the way you want people to treat you. Shout out to Sean M. Did you see Rihanna dragging ASAP Rocky by the hand on the cover of Vogue, baby in tow? You know what? New, 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 new it's sad. Order. All right. Eli says, yeah, one more thing. I paid almost $20,000 of child support arrears before my passport was expired. All thanks to you and the most high. And yes, because you wouldn't have got that money back. You wouldn't have got that passport. He says, no longer a ham and egger, worthless mouth breather. And unfortunately, I've been, I'll be a ninja watcher again. But when I catch a live stream, I'll show support. Thank you, brother. All right, we're going to get to the Cash App, PayPal, PayPal, Vimo, and all of that stuff. We got DGC more. Thank you for the coffee. It's coffee. All right, Shan says, dudes out here volunteering to be the living dead. To be the living dead. Absolutely. All right, and normally your family's attached closely to that. KW, great stream. The high school I went to during my freshman year had metal detectors. Oh, but pri private school's not that much better, right? Right. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. You know, most public schools are worthless. Most of them. Damn near and damn near 80% of them. They're garbage. You telling me what? Worthless. We got um, one, two, three, four, five. Hit the like button on the way out. Winnie Wall Coach, I tore my entire kneecap from the tendon a few years ago, dunking a basketball. I recently passed my police physical abilities test. Last month at age 42, physical therapy was harsh, but giving up would have left me permanently crippled for life. No way. CGA for life, sir. Just a little thing like that where people say, oh, that don't matter. Oh, you could do it by yourself. Oh, rehab yourself. It ends up hurting you long term. I never I, I never understand it. And most of it is solely because the person doesn't want to spend the money, which tells me that's a poor mindset. Right. They don't want to spend the money. They're only making the decision because of the money cost. Never, guys, never do that. Now, I get it. Sometimes you don't have the money and you can't do it. Let's work to get the money. But if you say something's dumb because you just don't want to spend the money, it's stupid. That's what's going to keep you poor. That's what's going to keep you poor. I swear to God. All right, shout out to Jack Wish. He says, uh, women don't tell their daughters because they are competing for the same men as their daughter. Give them the buzzer. Mm. This is true. This is absolutely true. We got Daniel McGee. I make six figures as a maintenance worker. Been working seven days a week for eight years. Everybody sniggled when I was working my way up. Now they got the mother sucking handout. I'm also working on an additional six-figure job as a pilot. Congratulations on that. Yep, they be having a handout. They'll ask questions then, or what they'll do is they'll try to abandon you. Julian says, Wisconsin is offering free community college for low-income Wisconsin students with no degree starting this fall. No excuses if you live here. There you go right there. All right, you got an opportunity. Wisconsin, raise up. I didn't know they had community colleges in Wisconsin. I think I'm going to see if there's some snow cows out there for me. 
we got a brother here. We're going to, I think I can't say your name. We'll call you B-more. Hey, coach, I love your stream. He says, coming from a mental health provider, depending on the evaluation, if the patient poses a risk or danger, such as danger to self or to others, to the point where, quote, non-pharmaceutical intervention is not going to work, then we prescribe. One of my colleagues was fired for having a patient come in, evaluated him, and didn't believe he warranted medication. He pushed an individual into the train tracks the next day and deleted a person. I think he got sued as well. So coming from our perspective, in situations where there's a risk, we're riding on our pads. Sorry. So thank you for that, brother. We You don't have to be sorry. Uh, sometimes we don't understand from your position. But I want you to think about that. You know, he didn't save a life. He actually cost a life by not prescribing. But it was next day. Who's to say that the person would have taken the pills and had the pills? But but, but from your perspective, it is the, it's, it's the safe or sorry method. It's the safe or sorry. So we actually take a life, make them a dependent, as opposed to potentially hurting people. I understand the dilemma there. There's a dilemma. So we're medicating people. All right. So shout. <laughs> all right. Shout out to Jack Wish Coach. What is your view on homeschooling? It is probably going to be the best of all education alternatives. The problem is most normies could not homeschool. Why? And it's obvious you're handcuffed because you chose to be publicly school educated, which then told you that both the man and woman works outside the home. Thus, now the control of the child goes to the school or the institution, not the parents. It's pretty simple. That's all it boils down to. And there's more to it. But you guys chose to go this way. Again, you choose poverty. You choose options, right? You choose to say, well, all we got is the public school. I don't want to pay over here. And I'm not going to school and educate my kids. I'm better than that. I can work for a corporation. I have more value. And then you go out there and guess what? You get less. You get less option, less choices. But that's neither here nor there. We got our man, Mr. Ant the Great. Coach, you are spot on. A lot of jobs still try to hypnotize you with making 100K as if it is the same 100K as it was in the 1980s. But it is not. Guess what 100K is worth today? You said it. 250K. We have to change our mindsets and change the way we look at how money works. Because it doesn't work like how the masses think it does. Hence, why most will be poor. Okay. Sad, sad reality. I know we can just simply say, well, you should be making. I don't give a damn what people should be doing with their money. The problem is most people are not as financially free at 100K. They're not. Venmo. I'm going to say it again. Most people are not financially free at 100K a year. And they've been making 100K for at least five years. They're not financially free. Who thinks you can be financially free? <laughs> We're at 100K. Who think? Please, please, please write in the comment section. And don't tell me to live in Odessa. I'm not coming to Odessa. You're going to be fine. Dude, you could have been financially free in the 80s at 100K. A single person. 
A single person. All right, we got Travis says from one teacher to another. Let me correct you. A single male. A single male is probably the best case scenario. A single woman is not going to be financially free at 100K. There's no possible way. This is why they keep trying to tell you about power couple. <laughs> a single male. Single women are not. Are there any single women that make 100K? That woman going to work tomorrow, not because she wants to, is because she has to. She going to work. A single woman that makes 100K wants a man that makes 500K. So she can keep her 100K. It's crazy. And if you live, somebody says, if I made that much, I'd be Gucci. You will. For about six months. <laughs> hey, one more, dude, we're, we're bringing up great topics. I appreciate this. I'm going to tell y'all something. This is, I'm going to change your mindset about money. This is what you're going to have to understand. <laughs> Look, let me tell you something. You make $30,000. Your bills are an indicator of a person who makes $40,000, right? Because you make 30 and you're like, I'm not making enough because your bills are that of a $40,000 person. But then when you start in your mind, you think if I make 100K, I'll have all this money left over. And you'll say, I'll have the bills of a $40,000 person at $100,000 of income. It does not work like that. I'm sorry. I'm here to tell you it doesn't work like that. Your bills are going to increase and it's natural. I don't want to hear about this living cost of living and shit. Live within your means. Your bills are going to go up. And they should go up. You know why? Because where you live when you're making 30K, you'd be an idiot to live there when you make 100K. First of all, if your bills don't go up, you're going to get robbed. <laughs> so you think you're going to have 40K problems by making 100K. First of all, your living inflation is going to go up just, just by that. Just by, I don't want to be around these people that make 30K. Your bill's going to go up just on that. And yes, every bill associated with that is going to go up. <laughs> You know what I mean? You bet to figure that shit out. When you get to 100K, you're going to be like, wow, I make 100K. Then you're going to be eight months later, you're going to be like, whoops, shit, everything went up. Everything went up. If you think you're living where poor people live and you make a lot of money, you're in the top 13% of earners in the country and you're going to live where poor people live just to save money, you're a moron. You're, you're going to get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is going to catch up real fast, all right? So just catch up, man, with me. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Catch up with me. Shout out to El Jefe and influential, an influential stock trader once said, if you're not rich by the time you're 50 years old, it's too late. You'll never be rich. CGA for life. Take me out the, with the you-know-what. Then you're going to get around people who make 100K, and you're going to be like, oh. They not Gucci either. <laughs> You'll be like, I thought all these people who make 100K would be Gucci. Guess what? Every day they get up for work. They make, they make, they, they go on two vacations a year. Those people work for people who make 
500K a year. And you're going to be making 100K. And you're going to see the people you work for making 500K. And you're not going to stop there and go, well, I'm good. I'm not going to push ahead. <laughs> you're going to go, well, he makes 500K. He going on five vacations a year. When I actually, man, I'm, I'm y'all keeping me here. This is a long ass stream. I'm keeping myself. I once visited the Sacramento Kings locker room back when Chris Webber and all of these guys played with the Bobby Jacksons, the Vlade Divox, back when they were good. And I had a friend who knew people in the Kings organization. So I went to their practice facility back where the Arco Arena was. And I went to their locker room. I hung out in their facility. I'm in there. Now, in there is um in there is uh, uh in the locker room there's this magazine called the Rob Report. The Rob Report would be around and that and then you would see these jets and big ass, you know, Bentley Continentals and you you would see all of these things and like four of the players had enough money to afford what was in the Rob Report. But the rest of the roster did not have that much money. So but what would happen is the four players that earn that much money that would be looking at Rob Report magazines and buying the shit, the other eight players would be looking at them and they'd be going, I want that kind of money. So they play their ass off, right? They trying to get that next contract. What you think you would do is you would go in there making $250,000 a year, bouncing that basketball around, hanging around dudes that make $40 million a year and you be Gucci. I chill. No, man, I'm making 250. I don't care. Riding the pine. I'm good. No, I don't want to play. Contracts, I can get a better contract. Forget it. It's not going to happen. You're going to get, you when you go up in money, you're going to hang around people that got more. You're not hanging around with people that have what you have or less. And then you're going to say, wait, what's the potential that I can earn more? What do I have to do? Work harder, be faster, stronger, better. I can get a $10 million contract next year. Yes, you can. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to be in there dripping sweat. You're going to be in there. You're not going to sit around and go put your feet up. Well, I got 250. I'm good. Why? Next year, they're going to bring in somebody and take your job. So they're always on the hunt. You're always going to be going. You want more and you want to want more. You want to want more because inflation going to catch up to you, whether you like it or not. You're going to get caught. You're going to get caught at some point. So if you sit here and say, I earn 100K and I'm good, in 10 years, you will not be good. <laughs> Money's not coming down to your level anytime soon. It's going up. The expenses are going up. Everything's going up. You're not good. You're good today. Tomorrow, you're not. Next year, you're not. Trust me. Trust me, you're not. All right. Anyway. Or move to the Dominican Republic. You'll be a, you'll be rich forever. But if you stay in America, you're not. All right. So anyway, Billy the Kid, coach, I've been making well over 100K for seven years, made 450K last year, and I'm not financially free, LOL, or laughing my ass off. I ain't paid my student loans back. I don't owe, or you ain't paid them back, and I don't own anything, but I'm the junior college president. <laughs> oh, man. All right, modern man just made 100K for the first time at age 38. I have 13 years to pay off my house and no student loans. I am not financially free, but still grinding. 
Shout out to you. And I want you guys to get to that 100K. Um, if you ever get there, you'll realize it's not what you thought it was. It's kind of like having a beautiful woman. We're going to end it on that. It's kind of like having a beautiful woman. You might not get one, but when you get one, it is not going to be all what it's cracked up to be. You're going to realize getting one and keeping one is going to be two different value systems. So you're going to get 100K, but keeping 100K is different. Maintaining 100K is a whole new ball game. Anyway, shout out to the coach gang, and I got to get out of here. Rosalinda going to be over here with the maid outfit hitter in a minute, and we'll be back later tonight to cover what we missed. We out of here. Peace. Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. This is what make it all happen right there. That's what make it happen. This is what make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth. I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> Damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double barrel shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? To who? You to don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs.